<laughs> Jan Wayne Swayze presents the Free 99 Podcast. Be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, our Radio, Spotify, Twitch, Instagram, and... Nah, fuck. Uh, I, we have a TikTok, but it's fucking weird, It's dog. okay. Yeah. Add it if you can find us. If uh, you find us, add it. Shout out to all the sponsors. All the sponsors. Shout, all the listeners. We hear you. Jan Wait, in the well, building. Shout out the sponsors. You gotta shout out the sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Shout out all the sponsors. All of them. Yes. Yeah, all of them. All of them. You know who shout you are. them out. Yeah. Let's just say future sponsors. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Fill in the gap. <laughs> Geller Library, thank you for the Yes. Jolly in the Beast. Alright, Malking Katawan. Hey, oh, shit. JD Fresh start, in the building. What's up, all the free 99ers hey. out there? Hey. Free 99. Cool Moby in the building. Is it normal for my mic for me to go down when I'm talking? Is that what it is too? I mean, are you doing that, Jan? Did they buy you dinner? Okay, cool. So we got one shot, and then the mic goes in and out. Okay, cool. We're here. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, it's still here, it's still here. It's big budget over here, guys. <laughs> Shout out to Ramel. Ramel in the building. Uncle's ice grilling me. Oh, you're not feeling me? Fine. Cost you nothing. Pay me no mind. Look. I'm on my grind, cousin. Ain't no time for fronting. Sensitive thugs, y'all all need hooks. Is that like the intro to the show? Kind of. That's what's up. It's my thing. I'm the good homie guys. customer service on episode 197. Ooh. 197 of uh, Free 99 Podcast. Uh, Justin's going shout, shout to shout out to the sponsor. Sponsor. Dos Cotas Tequila, man. Shout out Dos Cotas, man. And they they one of my sponsors for the Western Conference Podcast. Dos Cotas Tequila. And do I, you I, say, does everything sound like a commercial? Yeah, that's just my voice. Good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. As, Show Justin, up. as Justin's pouring out, Ramel, please introduce whose presence is very much felt in the first uh, 10 seconds of the podcast. Please, please introduce right. my brother here. Friends, aired from 1994 to 2004. That's 10 years. Damn. Seinfeld, 1989 to 1998. That's nine years. If white comedy series is not your thing, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, 1990 to 1996. That's still white comedy. But six, six years, right? The Cosby Show, mm. 1984 to 1992. It's eight years. Our guest tonight has been at it consistently. Come on. From the early 2000s to 2023, right Man, now. There he is. 20 plus years. There he is. We're talking Simpsons numbers. Man. He was made for this. Ask his family. Shit. Ask him. He was named after his uncle, who was an entertainer from the islands. R.I.P. O.G. Cisco. Man. From motivational speaker to curating music. Hosting the Western Conference podcast. There it is. This man creates the vibe worldwide from uh, New Zealand to the Bay Area to cruising the fucking seas on the Jamrock Cruise. Mm. Now repping the Bay to the fullest all around Las Vegas. Man. Sheesh. Ask yourself. How? How? Motherfucker. How can this man continue to do this for 20 plus years? Authenticity. Mm. To put quite simply, there is no persona to uphold. Man. No fake in the funk. No mask to wear in public. <coughs> Fuck numbers or views or likes. He knows who he is and what he presents. And that is the true island vibe. Shit. It is my goddamn pleasure, please, on behalf of the Free Ninety Nine Podcast. Come on, Ramel, to present a big body, adi adi, Cisco. Shit! Shout out to Big Body Cisco on the episode one ninety seven of Free Ninety Nine Podcast. Cisco, 
Thank that, you. I feel Thank like that's you. what it's going to sound like when I'm in my casket. Like that's going to be the <laughs> eulogy. Mm. I mean, God damn. I, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna need royalties though. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd be in my casket, and be like, "Are hey, you talking about me? <laughs> I'm back here. I'm back." <laughs> we here at the Free Ninety Nine Podcast mm. uh, like to give flowers to those while they can smell them. Yes, absolutely. Oh. We here. Thank you to having me. Thank you for having me. And you know, it's easy to see now the footprint that that you kind of created for yourself because you put in a lot of work. What people Man. don't see is, you know, I'm talking about FNA days. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about blush days. Absolutely. People don't know the footwork you had to do. A lot of, like, if you were at a party in the 2000s and there and Cisco was there <laughs> and there wasn't a, an lying. MC, he'd walk up to the DJ booth Straight and be like, it. Hey, uh, let me get a mic. I'm, I'm your hype man tonight. Yeah, yeah he's like on the, he's on the headphones. Off top. What do you even know the DJ's name half the time? All the time, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More. <laughs> but he he created that and he created that lane for him. So a lot of free hours in. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, of free hours. A lot of free hours in. Ten thousand so hours. Everything ready. everything that you're seeing now is not just because he moved to Vegas mm -hmm. and got popping. No, no. Th there was there was a lane that he was creating for himself. Uh, during all this happening, so it was very important. Like every time you touch that, I was like, "Hey, are you in town? Let's, yeah, let's connect." Like, absolutely. I, I've, 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 I've been wanting, wanting to have this moment with you for so long because uh, seeing the growth for you, like, it's been intense. Like, yeah. I, I remember, I think one of your first like DJing gigs was at. If, correct me if I'm wrong. Walnut Creek True. Yes, man. The, the nut. We called it the nut. Walnut Creek True, <laughs> right next to the Seven Eleven. Yes, I, I I'm all about the nut for sure. Like, because <laughs> uh, in tandem, it was uh, that was was it the it was a Black Friday sale. Or yeah, it, 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 it was sale? a sale or it was an anniversary or something. But true, but you gotta you gotta imagine they had. I, I was that was one of my first gigs. Yeah. But I'm DJing with like shortcut, yeah, motion, and where it could be intimidating to some. I was like, look, I'm a music lover like them. I may not have the technicality like them, but I know my music sense is just right along with them. Absolutely. Yeah. Vibe Absolutely. creator. Man. And then, because once you're amongst those giants, right? Yeah. And, and it's your legends, first, legends, first DJ gig. Like, it's not, like, you came to the table. I remember yeah. being there and I was like, Cisco's doing this shit right now. Man, it was a vibe. I thought it was a fresco. And I just I, I said it was because all I had to do was bring the vibe. Yeah. If I play the right music, it doesn't matter how I presented it because Short's going to cut it up. Yeah, My emotions going to do what he do. All that's the DJs shit. that yeah. were already legendary in their own right, they're looking at me like, what, what the fuck Cisco doing? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You're funny. And yeah, I mean, that's what, like, the charisma alone, because like you said, it comes from way back where, mm -hmm. I mean, let's not get it twisted. Before the early Talk days, about I, it. I was there was a lot of fights I used to get into. Oh. Whether I was knocking somebody out. Shout out to the mob. Let's, uh, Shout let's, out uh, to the mob. Can I, can, I, can I dive deep into my core memories? Yes, uh, yes, please. All right, so here it is. This, this, back, back. These are flowers for you, so yes. you guys let us cook for a minute. Yeah, for sure. So here I am, Alta Loma, husky, little handsome. You know, I'm still learning. <laughs> little, 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 little handsome. So, little so handsome. we're talking the Alta Loma story now. Alta Loma story Ooh, right now. Shit. All right. Hold on, as long as I don't get arrested for this. Barely. No, I think it's years, a, five years. Yeah, right? no, no. It's ah, like, what is it? Yeah, the statue limitation. They were good. Yeah. So here it is, right? There happens to be some funk with the white rocker kids yeah right and i went to school with his sister salote amazing person shout out to salote shout, shout out little sis man shout, shout out, out to out. little sis and something happened there's a some sort of a ruckus or commotion yeah and salote got hit yes right bloody nose bloody nose and i'm like holy shit as i'm walking up to the gate and who do i see this bronze skin knight <laughs> 
coming towards us like a boulder. Yeah. Just do you remember what he was wearing? Uh, I'm guessing a tall tee. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely one. a tall tee. Yeah, a tall tee. Maybe Timberlands. Yeah, I, I mean, Nuck if you buck was in the background. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you know he just he basically put it on these kids, and that was my first. Uh, that was like the the legend of of Cisco for me. Well, we'll give you some context for it give first. It. So you know, if anybody has a little sister, she's the youngest of us. She's our younger sister. Like she's the only female in our family. Wow. At this point, so you got four brothers. So mm. she had called us and, you know, she was like, oh, I'm getting into it. So probably, probably first, paged you. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a page of something. Yeah, yeah. So when we had got the thing, I called her and she said, come to the school now. And me and my brothers like, what's going on? So when me and my brothers went there, we didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. But when you see your little sister with a bloody nose, I don't care who is around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's red. red. So, yeah. And that's what happened. We've seen our sister and we've seen blood and we've seen red. So yeah. when that happened, we didn't care who did it. Anybody that was in our way was going to get it. Yeah. So I'm talking about teachers, custodians, Mr. DeLorean, principals, everybody. <laughs> we stormed through that school in, you know, in regards of protecting our sister. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was like everybody was going to know by the time we left there, whether the police came or not. Well, the police did come, but we were sitting there. Fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were defending our sister. Yeah. And we went in there. We made sure we told my sister. And she just pointed in like a common area. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And everybody was like, she pointed in? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was all opposite direction. I was all opposite direction. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. So when my sister points, me and my brothers just went to straight wherever that area was at. Yeah. And just, you know, we had to do we had. To, and it was just big brother shit at it that was, point. And it was. And it was necessary. Yeah. It was also the first time there was a rugby team at Alta yeah. <laughs> Because the only t- time, the one, yeah, only, the one time. only time. We, yeah. we, we only wanted to make a statement. We wanted to say, okay, if this does happen, if that ever happened again, they'll know that you can't fuck with my sister yeah. and not yeah. have repercussions. Yeah, yeah, for absolutely. sure. I mean, I'm absolutely. I'm, I'm 40 now. Uh, I still yeah. I still remember that statement uh, like every other day. Though. Oh, because the principal had us come back to the school and wanted us to apologize over the intercom. I said, yeah, we're not doing that. And that's, and that's, that's, <laughs> that's when you're not gonna happen. Like, you know what? My voice is pretty good for radio. Yeah, you know, like, hey, by the way, yeah. we're sorry. By the way, uh, for tequila, up seven yeah, kids, <laughs> custodians and teachers but we had wrote a, a statement and they had read our statement over the thing but it was just defend, in, in our Polynesian culture it's all about you take care of each other whether it be your sister whether it be your brothers if one gets knocked down everybody's gonna get knocked down of the repercussion mm. yeah. so it was just at that point in time we would drop anything for our sister and you know whether you know, with her husband now like if you were dating our sister it was it was a hard time to oh, try yeah. to get oh, the brothers yeah. So just in the Polynesian culture, it's like an internship, into, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're a probationary period, <laughs> we like to call it. Yeah, a lot of push-up contests. Yeah, right? so yeah, it's yeah. like you know that that whole situation went down, and, and of course it's like a, a tall tale. So yeah. it's like it's almost folklore at yeah, this I think point. Yeah, came in mm. on a horse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I came and I had my staff and yeah. then I put it into the ground, but it was just more of a defender in the honor of our sister of, of seeing some blood from my sister. Somebody gonna get it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, apparently everybody got it. Everyone can relate with that, but also that's a great transition to the Polynesian the Polynesian culture. Right? Yes, protect the tribe. Absolutely, at right? all times. Everybody eats. Yeah, you live by that. Let me uh, just want to touch on that real quick. As far as like the the Polynesian culture, uh, a great great friend of mine, Tepeti Piney. Yeah, yeah. Um, shout out Petsy man. Shout out Pet man. Yeah. Shout out Pet. He told me the first time he he met you. I think he was in high school. And it was a house party in yeah. South San Francisco, <laughs> and uh, allegedly, allegedly. Um, you, right you now. and a handful of cousins, a handful, I'm mean, yeah. five or less, uh, showed up, uh, kicked like 15 people's asses, and then left calmly. I mean, you have to understand this. Like, back in the day, 
<laughs> I'm gonna give you the context for this. I'm just this is like a Chris Hansen moment, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm oh, trying so to explain myself. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. Yeah, trying to, trying so, to play it 20 years ago. Like. Mm. So what it was like back in the day, like right now, there's a lot of unity between yeah. Tongans and Samoans, and now there's a lot of people that are you know there's Tongans Samoan kids. But back then, when we was growing up, it was Tongans versus Samoans. Yeah, yeah. and it yeah, wasn't absolutely. always a, a cool little story like oh we could be friends. Not nah, it was on site. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. whether it was Tongans at a party where we would find out we're Samoan, we're Samoan kids. And we found out there was a Tonga party going on. We're going to go to that Tonga party and try to just, you know, Crash. push our weight around yeah. and just try to do what we do. And it went like that back and forth between the peninsula, San Mateo, yeah. you know, all the Tongans were in San Mateo, all the Samoans were in South City, San Francisco. Yeah. So, so it was like made out like Berlin. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so, you know, and everywhere in the peninsula Bay where yeah. that was that was our weekend, we would figure out where our ops, what they call the kids, all ops now. Yes. And uh, wherever yes. they were, we would go there and challenge them and vice versa. They would come challenge us and it would go on for years. And I, I bring that up because. Tepedi Tongan, right? And he, what he says now is for what you are bridging, like it was real, his words were between the polys, it was real shaky. Yeah. Within within islands, but with what you've been doing, like creating your own lane with this island vibes, you actually unified a lot of uh, a lot of polys in the Bay yeah. Area, I don't, po- worldwide polys, yeah. because you've you created this platform wow. where you're pushing, you're pushing everyone that's that's of of descent, right? Of, yeah. of the same motion, and and I have to ask, are Filipinos Pacific Islanders? I, I do it like this. I love my Filipinos. I got two Filipino baby mamas, but just because you go to Hawaii, two doesn't mean you're a Hawaiian. Yeah, good luck. So good I luck with say, that, bro. <laughs> So I say this respectfully is like respectfully. They're, they're in the Pacific Islands, so I consider them Pacific Islanders. Okay. So that's why I say it like that. But don't come you over here. You heard that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> don't come over here. Just be like, what's up? Who's to start talking Samoan in Hawaii? Like, hey, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait a minute, oh, guys. Yeah, you can't just start to do the haka. But right? what's well, acceptable the is that how we grew up, the diversity yeah. in, it's true. in yeah. the Bay Area, yeah. it was like Filipinos. We all stuck together. Yeah. So it was like, okay, those are the islanders there. Those are the blacks over there. Mexicans over here. Whites over here. So we kind of all kind of got with each other. <laughs> like where, jail, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, like everyone jail. wiggled. Exactly like but jail. as far yeah. as like jail, like jail or yeah. like lunch, right? That's yeah. where everyone, yes. you see everyone kind of conjugating to their to their own. Unless they were football players, then they would all be in one row. Yeah. Yeah. But Lined up. Yeah. <laughs> but Waiting that, for the high. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. That like. That's definitely how it was, and Tepeti was like, "If you had, or you were like, the, f- like you were like the Kickstarter that, that blended everyone together because all the festivals you've been a part of." Well, I think it, it boils down to this: where it's like when they seen somebody like myself that back in the day used to fight Tongans. Mm. Yeah. We used to fight each other all the time, but now we can come together at an event, to and the talkers. same people that we fought. Yeah. are now wanting to take pictures and kind of having a good time where, you know, at first your defense mechanism it was like, hold on, I, I fought this dude before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so does he want a little get, get some get back? And what I've learned is like the older you get, the more respect. I mean, we all come, Tongans and Samoans, we come from respectful, yeah. family-oriented families. Right. So we were just defending our culture as yeah. Samoans. Yeah. They were defending their culture as Tongans. But then you start getting the crossbreed. <laughs> then you got like, our sisters and brothers kind of yeah. see each other. So Tepeti, he's actually his sister is married to my brother Frisco. <gasps> so plot twist. Plot so it's like you know twist. you kind of get the Samoans hooking up with the Tongan girls, Tongan guys hooking up with the Samoan girls. So now they're kind of crossbreed. Now they got kids. You know, so once they start having kids, now they're starting to come up, and now their kid is Tongan and Samoan. So now you got to kind of teach them both sides of the culture, where mm. it's Tongan here for the father or the mother, mm. or it's Samoan here. Right. Mm. But you're still in this big circle of of being the culture of being Polynesian. Mm-hmm. And I think what I kind of learned going up through the years, where yeah, it was like 
as bad as Bloods and Crips. Yeah, that's yeah, how no, bad it was. I Did you like doing so right, approaching <laughs> yeah. these kind of like fights and everything? You knew what why you were fighting. Well, yeah, we 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 fought because we thought it was cool to defend the Samoan honor, but, right? Yeah. You know, we're Samoan. You, yeah, did you we're know, gonna go fight the Tongans? Did you know like the history behind like the the conflict? No, because we had our own we had our own stories. Ah, like you know we always say, hey mom, why do we hate Tongans or vice versa? Yeah, then they would have the big old you know folklore to Many moons. No, we were we were slaves to them or vice versa. Right. Well, we would another. We just kind of made our own assumption. Yeah, you're like, okay, hey, cool. They, they said fuck y'all, so we're saying fuck <laughs> them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it just kind of <laughs> East Side Story, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> West Side Story, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's how yeah. it boils down to where it wasn't just me. It was like you know, shout out to my usos in San Jose, Drew Deasy, mm. Cam, who kind of had this Toko Uso movement where Toko means brother in Tongan, yeah, and Uso yep. means brother in Samoan. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it's more accepted here in the Bay Area because Tongan and Samoans can kind of get along. You go down to SoCal with that, different. It's, 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 it's different because yeah. the gang life out there is loud. Because that's what happened before I came to the Bay. Me and my brothers were in Long Beach before we moved to the Bay Area, where we lived with you know all of our Crip cousins, and we were supposed to be part of SOS. We were supposed wow. to be. So mom and dad. Kind of caught wind of that. I was like, nah, I don't want our kids to be in that gang lifestyle. So we went to the Bay Area, and we seen the di- diversity out here, where it was like, okay, we can kind of get along with the Tongans right. if we, you know, because if you start playing football, then you have Tongan mm-hmm. teammates. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone's kind of playing together. It's like, okay, this is a brotherhood when you're on a football team. Yes, sir. So now we kind of got to put each other's differences aside, where it's kind of say, okay, we can play together. But it's crazy because once you play a sport and you kind of put that into what real life is, where yeah. shit, we move better together. Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? Yeah. And I think growing up and seeing the kids that, you know, we were sneaking behind, going with the Tongan girl, the Tongan guys. Yeah. So yeah. we kind of crossbreeded where it was all about the culture now. Yeah. Polynesian, not just Tongan and Samoan. And then the more, because we're all from the States. Yep. We, a lot of us were raised in the States. So there's mm-hmm. a different there's a different perception of how Polynesians are in the States and how Polynesians are back home on the island. Okay. Whether it be Tonga, whether it be Samoa, mm. there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, so the people on the islands like, oh, yeah, you guys are the Americanized polys. Yeah. And uh, vice versa. Same thing with Filipinos. Yeah, yeah. like, you know what like, like yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's like, oh, you live we're in the States. So, yeah, exactly. We're not, yeah. So we had to live with that, especially being in the Bay Area where it was like, okay, are we authentic Samoan? Are we yeah. authentic? Where my mom and dad grew up we grew up by speaking um, English as our first language right. so it wasn't spoken in the house where I could speak it fluently you know what I mean so if I go to Samoa if I go to a function and I talk to him like, oh yeah he, talk, you t- he talks black I was like nah I don't talk black that's just the way I talk because talk that's where I was raised right. from mm-hmm. so when I go down back to LA in the Bay Area we always say blood oh blood yeah. but in, the, in LA very much yeah. a bay thing. it's a bait thing but when you it's go back to Long Beach and all my cousins are Crips <laughs> you can't yeah. ride with that yeah. me and my brother got caught like blood they're like oh, keep that blood you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and you're there in the Niner jersey yeah, yeah so <laughs> what you see like the blue flannels you're like exactly right. yeah, yeah. so when you start seeing the SOS tattoos and you say okay wait, our family's Crips you can't really say the blessed because mm-hmm. that's what we are so you gotta kind of know where you're at at the time Yeah. and it just boils down to where we started seeing these platforms of entertainment where during that whole thing was going on my whole thing was kind of say look I want to be in this entertainment realm Yeah. I couldn't afford the, the, the 1200s I couldn't afford the turntables but I loved music I was yeah. raised on music yeah. my mom and dad raised us on old school R&B mm. you know we found old school hip hop mm. and all we knew was like old school R&B because we would drive from LA to the Bay every other weekend and those 8 hour trips at the time used to be music lessons for us yeah. so tapes. I soaked it all up Manhattan Shy Light Stylistics all these things we were being yeah, raised yeah, yeah. on it's like I was singing that as a kid Ooh. so as I grew older I appreciated music more yeah. I appreciated the Stevie Wonders I appreciated the 
the the, the Teddy Pendergrass. That's and like the, Earth, the birth of Feel Good right there. Ooh, feel Good right. music. I was always a Feel Good music dude. So when Always. people talk about island reggae, and I said, no, I was raised on old school R and B and hip hop. Because mm-hmm. we you know we were buying the cassette singles, we was buying the the, the East Coast hip hop. Yep. you know what I mean. We was buying all that stuff because we were fans of music. Right. We was making the mixtapes with the pause here, the two yeah, with the damn. Absolutely. Down. So, you know, and then we came in and, and we kind of heard Bay Area radio with Chewy Gomez and everyone that was on the radio. Like we kind of like I, me when listening to that, I was like, I could do that. Yeah, I could do that, but I didn't have the opportunity that they had. But I was like, I could definitely get into this space. So that was kind of something to me to say, okay, challenge yourself to kind of say, how do I get in that space? How do I go to the club? Okay, these guys are DJs. Were you offered uh, an on-air gig? You know, when, when Chewy- it almost. Yes. Because wow. when, Chewy, okay. when, when Chewy had went I'm away- hearing this. There was a few people at the station that was like, sis, you, you could just come come to do this. You have a good person. Was it personnel. that channel? Uh, uh, yeah. So there was a bunch of people saying, look, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. But with Chewy out of there, there's an opening there. Mm-hmm. But of course, there's- like, Oh, that was recent there was, Yeah, there was interns that were already there that put in the work. Because that's how it went. It was yeah. the, the, the kind of like the thing of command. Order, yeah, yeah. You were uh, on the street team. You were an intern. You kind of made your way up. Team. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I was like, let me just beeline straight for the for the talent spot. Mm-hmm. So of course everybody frowned upon that. I was like, oh no, you got to do A, B, C, and D first. You can't just go straight to the top. Yeah. So it, of course during that time, that's when people were always on their phones. So I kind of just got hip to the game. I was like, okay, not that radio was dead, but radio, there's going to be a transition. It was definitely yeah. different. And I was like, you know, we got to get into this podcast space or whatever podcasting at the time was. I said, look, I could do my own radio show on my own time. Mm-hmm. And that was the birth of Big Body Radio. Yeah. So Big Body Radio was like, okay, I don't need K-Me. I don't what need all these other ones. What year was Big Body Radio? Big Body Radio was, I want to say, I might be off, but 2010? Didn't you also almost get offered... Was it the Q? Was it Q102? Yes. So it was because when Q102 came about, they're like, oh, they're looking for new DJs. I was like, man. That was the second opportunity, yeah, right? Second opportunity. Wow, yeah, bro. You're, because, like a, you're like Jordan is hating. Man. And, you know, and I was like a hot free agent because yeah. people knew me from the clubs. That was it. People Bell knew me like, ball, okay, he can, he could talk. Yeah. He had the gift of gab. So just imagine what he could do on the radio. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? But I seen it when Q102 came up and I was like, okay. All the older heads that been in the game, they're not gonna let me get to the top. You yeah. know what I mean? Not that they were hating on purpose. They were like, "Nah, you didn't do A, B, and C, so why should you get that spot?" You saw that early, and I just seen it because I knew the Chewy Gomez's, I knew the Big Vons, and I knew yeah. my, I knew everybody at the radio station because remember when I went to these clubs to go shot talk shit on the mic, I had to go through them to get to the mic. Yep. Right. So I was like, Chewy, I was like, look over there, Rodney. Look, I grabbed the mic. Hey, everybody. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, he's going to so, the bar. Oh, got yeah. it. I got it. And that whole thing came from just. Not being able to be a DJ, but kind of say, okay, where was my space in Finding this club your scene? space. Right. So I kind of just kind of stepped back and I was like, okay, where's my space? Okay, I can't. My emotions doing that. So what's he doing? Okay, he's talking on the mic. So it, it wasn't hit me until we went to Hawaii and my boy B-Cat from Oakland, he was on the mic just going at it. He knew every break. Yeah. He knew every, like, you know, when the when the hook dropped. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, real precise with where his words were. It wasn't like the drunk motherfucker that just talked over the fucking whole song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew where the break, he knew when to talk, he knew when to do it. So I said, okay, I need to be that. There's an art to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, everyone acts like they could get on the mic and just kind of do what they do. You have to know... First of all, you can't piss the DJ off. Right. And I pissed a lot of DJs off, but I said, okay, why are they getting pissed off? Why? I did my homework. Give me an example of how you piss the DJ off. Because I would grab the mic and they were like, oh, no, 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 no. And then I'm like, fuck it. I would know the breaks. And right when the hook would come on, I would say, okay, do it like this, you know. And they were like, uh, okay. The DJ was like, oh, this motherfucker think he knows his shit. I know my shit because I knew the music. Mm-hmm. Right. But I could see other MCs that were on the mic too. They were just talking at the wrong time. They were talking in the middle of a verse. They were yep. talking in the middle of a hook. And I was like, nah, there's precise breaks. 
the four bars you got yeah. that much time to say it, it right until the beat comes that's in. fucking impressive yeah. and, and the right DJ will let you know like hey <coughs> you ready I mean I, I walked up to DJ quick I walked up to, to pr pristine DJs and didn't give a fuck because I was like, I know my talent, and I know that first of all, they ain't gonna do shit to me. Yeah, it also helps that you're like uh, <laughs> towering over them. Yeah. yeah. What's up, DJ Quick? I'm, like, gonna, hey, need yeah. I'm gonna need that. I'm gonna need that. And like there. I said, it, it, it wasn't pretty. It, it wasn't always perfect like that. There yeah. was times where I was drunk and I was the sloppy dude on the mic. Right. And I would get in the fights and be like, Oh, say Cisco's gonna start a fight again. Yeah. Where look, I tell people all the time where I'm at now is it a tribute to what you said coming up and, and the work that I had put in, like. I used to get in club fights every weekend. I used mm -hmm. to make sure, like, because there was always street politics, too. Oh, we don't like them motherfuckers? Okay, cool. So if that thing's party, we got to do something. Or if you didn't do something, something had to be done. Heard about yeah. a couple times at the line of F and A in Burlingame. Yeah, you know, F Burlingame. You know, Damn, in Burlingame, dog. <laughs> it's a different time, y'all. And, you know, that's when it was like, thank God social media wasn't around then. Absolutely. Oh, my God. It, it, was, barely, probably be it was barely Friendster. It was barely MySpace. Yeah. yeah. No, but you'd nothing be, live. You'd be like the first radio host from prison, dog. Yeah, I, I was like, well, we're here live yeah. from cell block four. They just served us uh, cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Sounds very state to yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's the thing, though, right? It's like all of these kind of uh, bumps, right? Mm -hmm. They've kind of created you to who you are with the whole island vibe thing. Yeah. Was that your purpose to no. kind of, no, it just kind of came with the territory. So and I'll, and I'll be honest with everybody. I, that island vibes and island reggae wasn't my choice. I have a question. It chose you. I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you, do you really like island? Like if you were to rank uh, your genres of music, where would island reggae be? Towards the bottom. Me too. Toward, I mean, and, and it's not Yo, no we're disrespect the same. to anybody. He's but, a little taller, but we're the same. Sheesh. I love no, it, everyone. <laughs> but but now I love it. You know uh, what I mean? Because it had to grow on me. I, because I still do not. My first introduction to reggae was when we used to clean our room, my brother would play the Legend album from Bob Marley. Mm -hmm. And me and my brother Sam would be like, turn that shit off. You know what I mean? Like, throw, throw some hip hop or throw some R&B mm -hmm. where... And this is probably your older brother playing Legend. No, this is my younger brother, my brother Carl. Damn, bro. But you know why he was he's playing that? Because he was smoking weed. So yeah, he was exactly. like, okay, this motherfucker's smoking weed yeah. and he's listening to the reggae. And Polynesians at the time, that was like the big thing for them, was reggae. Yeah. yeah. All the Tongans, yeah. they were listening to reggae. All the Samoa, older Samoan dudes, they were listening to reggae. Yeah. Where, you know, me and my brother Sam, we was grew up in, in the Carl Thomas and, you know, the, the R&B type mm -hmm. stuff where mm -hmm. we were listening Carl to Tom's I Wish. Yeah. So when I Wish from Carl Thomas came out, that's all I played because I wanted that to be it. But then my brother would come in with Three Little Birds from, from, from the Legend album. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, what is this whole thing about? I started to go to family parties because okay, these bands are playing island reggae. Mm -hmm. These bands are that they're kind of like doing covers of reggae yeah. songs. So then it kind of picked me because when I was doing Big Body Radio, if, if you listen to Big Body Radio, I was doing just our, it was feel good music. Yeah, feel yeah. good music. And good I music. coined it feel good music because mm -hmm. I said, look, we don't have to pigeonhole it by saying, okay, we're just one genre. Yeah. yeah. And I and to look, I don't say we're like the creators of feel good music, but I like to say we were the early innovators of feel good music, because I said if we say feel good music, it's any music that makes you feel good. Absolutely. So when we did that, I could play R and B, I could play mm -hmm. some reggae, I could play some hip hop. Right. It didn't matter what I played; it was feel good music. Yep. And it was anything that made you feel good. yourself. So that's why I was like, look, let's not pigeonhole ourselves by saying we're a, we're a Polynesian station. Mm -hmm. What happened in the whole thing of that whole crossover was people knew I was Samoan. Yeah. They seen I had my own show. Right. That was a Samoan show. So it kind of Absolutely. came with the territory, right? Yeah. It's Absolutely. like you were kind of like pinned with that responsibility. <laughs> they were like, dude, it's, oh, he's Samoan. The host is Samoan. Oh, so this is a Samoan. This yeah. is for the Samoans. Yeah. This, this is for the Polys. And then I was like, nah, not really, because I'm playing Miguel. Yeah. I'm playing yeah. hip hop. Yeah. When I started learning about the Island Reggae artists, I said, okay, look, let me kind of flip it. These Island Reggae artists that are like J Boog at the time, Fiji. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I said, let me shout play out. their music shout, shout along with the mainstream music. 
Yeah. So I said, because to show our demographic, like you can be an artist and still sound and mix right in with these mainstream yep. artists. So I was doing at the time, I was mixing Jay Boog with Miguel and pe- it was it was seamless. But there was all the wow. artists that didn't have that production value when I try to mix their song in with, with a mainstream song, night and day. Yeah. yeah. Because of the production value. Right. Yeah. So when I did that, I said, okay, look, you've seen how it sounded on my show. Step your game up. Yeah. It doesn't sound like how Boog had his production, you know, right. Fiji had his production right. Right. Comic Kings at the first time, that it, it was right. Shout out to Wash House. Shout out to Wash House. All, all the family out there. <laughs> but Wash when they House, didn't, Wash House was one. Um, uh, shout, Mac Dre. Shout out oh. Jonas. Shout out everybody over there. But Prince there was, Jonas. Yeah, I mean, shout out Jonas, man. But there was in, heavy into the scene with Doobie. Yeah. And Doobie um, played football with my brother Fang Island at City AKA College. Sugar Wolf? Come on, Sugar Wolf was one of the day. <laughs> I'll tell you guys this that people that may not know, you may not know. Sugar Wolf could have been one of the best art running backs in, in NFL. And that's Mac Dre's favorite rapper. Man, that's Mac Dre's favorite rapper. Mac Dre's favorite rapper. There's a song wow. that my, my, my brother Fangad did on the Eyes on the Prize thing. Shout and out to Eyes on the Prize. I still have that CD. It was Sugar Wolf. Shout out Rodney. Rest in peace Ooh. to Rodney. But that just started showing our whole thing was saying, look, Polynesians could be in this mainstream game mm-hmm. with the blacks, with the Mexicans and yeah. everybody. So if you go to Northern Ghetto Boys, they had this mixtape. We're like the only Samoan group that was on that. And it was called MOH48. It was called Hardest Hitters. Go check it out. Northern MOH. Cali. MOH. <laughs> and, and MOH was at Jefferson. And 48 was in South City where me and my brothers were at. So we kind of came together because we were all family. Yeah. Shout out my brother Frisco. Shout out Ern. Shout out Silas. And all our, we kind of said, well, you guys are at Jefferson. We shout over here. Out. And then my, my older cousins, they were at Westmore, the mm. Lafitis. Yeah. So the Lafitis were over there. And they're the one that introduced us to hip hop. So Mike Lafitti, my, my, my cousin Will Lafitti, rest in peace to both of them. Shout out. Rest we were peace. at their house. They were babysitting us, and they threw on Brass Monkey from Ooh. Beastie Boys. Wow. And I'm a music fan. I'm like, wait, what's that? Yeah. You hear that? Yeah. And I was like, it's wow. It's daddy's music, right? So they music. introduced us, and ever since then, I fell in love with hip-hop. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to be a hip-hop kid. I'm going to be an R&B kid. Mm-hmm. Never did I ever think I was going to be an island reggae dude. You know what I mean? It just so happened I got pigeonholed because I'm Samoan that I happen to be in this space that's a Polynesian show. Also, you're good at it. But then that also means that you're good at everything. And I always say, the only reason I said it because I always mimicked everybody on the radio. What Chewy Gomez was doing. Mm-hmm. What everybody was doing at CMC. Mm-hmm. I used to watch MTV. I used to watch Big Tigger on Rap City. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I took a little bit from him, took a little bit from them. I said, okay, how can I work this into what I'm trying to do? Mm-hmm. So everybody that influenced me for Fab Five Freddy from UMTV Raps. Wow. The way he controlled everything. He had everybody at the palm of his hands. And I was yeah. like, I want to do that. And I just said, okay, how do I do that? And he was like, he was real precise with his words. Yeah. Yep. And he knew how to pronounce the words. He wasn't saying it all stupid. So when they look at a Samoan dude, they're thinking, five shit's going to come out of my mouth. Mm. He's not going to know how to pronounce these rappers. Right. He's not going to know how to pronounce these songs. And I did it. And I made sure, look, the clearer you talk, the more pristine and the more you're aggressive you are with the words, yes. people are going to listen. Yeah. So that's what kind of worked out for me that when I got on the mic at the clubs, I'd do the same thing. Because now I'm in front of an audience. Yep. Every time I got in front of a mic, I'm in front of an audience. Whether it's five people to five thousand people, I got to perform the same time every time. Yeah. So that's what that's what kind of be the secret to my success. I mean, I've been staring at you for like the last twenty minutes, so you do like <laughs> command kind of like that uh, that attention, man. I remember, uh, I remember holidays when you were still here in the Bay when Big Body Radio was was uh, was in its early stages. Yeah. You do a sock drive. Yeah. I remember being in ceremony and. You doing all this live, yeah, 
live wow. at Ceremony Ceremony Mall in the food court. Yeah. People in the food court at Ceremony Mall doing a sock giveaway in front of which one? Oh, like in the, uh, in the, the where the Dick Sporting Good is at. Where the Dick Sporting ah, Good is now. We did it right now, yeah, right by the right food court. In that I was like, damn, if you did it in front of Panna, that'd be yeah. crazy, bro. <laughs> but it was like the main corridor. Like if yeah. you were in the food court, yeah. and you had to go to the bathroom, where you had to go to the rest of the mall. You were in a pass by Cisco, yeah. and I, I remember seeing that and almost like, like. I, you know, I've known you for a long time, but I remember watching, watching that and watching, observing you, and I was like, "He's gonna fucking do it." Like I remember seeing that early because yeah. we've always bumped you, bumped each other at the club when you we need to party that yeah. blush, FNAs, have it be Kokomo's, Kokomo's man, Jesus. come on, like I'm like because <laughs> eyes light, like, dude, uh, Big Heart City, yeah man, come on, like I remember, I remember. Seeing you and then just like, no, he's not a security guard. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, see, and I'm glad you said that because the stigma of polys back then were security guards. Yep. You know what I mean? They always like saying, yes, please. Um, football players are security guards. Yeah. Right. And my main thing was like, look, I love all my brothers that are doing security. Love all my brothers that are doing their thing. You know, however. Get your money. The yeah. stereotype to me was like, I don't want to be known as a security guard. Yeah. Did that push you further? It pushed me harder because it's like I, all the security guards in Vegas and everywhere that we went, they would let us in anyways, you know, because that was like this, the oost thing to do. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But when I said, look, when somebody came up to me, they wasn't going to say, hey, so, hey, go secure that. I was like, nah, fuck that. I'm the main act. Yeah. Wow. Like, I'm Has the that dude that's on the mic. Oh, absolutely. Wow. I've had owners of the clubs come like, hey, kind of go break up that file. Like, hey, no, motherfucker, I'm the DJ here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, shit, you're a DJ. I didn't know that Polly's were DJs. I was like, oh, yeah, we do a lot more than just be security guards. That's mm-hmm. crazy. And that, that kind of pushed me to kind of say, look, I'm going to get everybody out of this mindset that Samoans, Tongans, and Polly's just because. Because we're big and have stature, that we have to be a and handsome. Guard. Yeah, it's crazy. And I told her, and I said, you know, look, if I can sit there and make sure that I can get your attention by doing something other than being a security guard, right? Mm. I got you. Yeah. And like the sock drive with you, that was something that I seen KML do. Okay, they did toy drive. Okay, what can we do? Like I always mimicked after everybody. Everybody that was successful, but they you, did a toy but you drive. made it your own. Yes, yes. A- absolutely. A- everyone borrows, right? Yeah. Pe- people borrow, and it's sometimes like sampling. It's like sampling. They straight borrow. And so then, that's why when they did a toy drive, you did me a, and shout out Brand One because Brand One was he was the brain behind Big Body Radio, and that's my brother for life. Brain dude. One, you know. And Brand, yeah, Brain One was the one. You feel me? So when we sat there, and was like, he said, "Let's do a toy drive," and I was like, "Nah, everybody's doing a toy drive." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Okay, let's do a, a coat drive." Nah, Burlington's doing a coat drive. Mm-hmm. So I said, "We gotta find something." And we we kind of sat in the office at the time, and we we're looking up stuff. What what do people have drives? I was like, dude, homeless people always have holy socks, yeah. right? You always go to look at this homeless dude. Yeah. Like either they have one sock on us. Yeah. So I said, let's do a fucking sock drive. Mm-hmm. We did a sock drive for a couple of years, and it was a successful sock drive. We had you know places. We had boxes everywhere with blue Saigon, blue Saigon wow. out there, and everybody had it. Fresh society, fresh apparel. You you spread yourself out that yeah. way because you would you would do you would do recordings from these locations yeah. and. It would be live like and mind you nobody knows who we are though no yeah. they're like they're not KML they're not they're not no. Wild 94.9 yeah. who the fuck are these dudes are they, are, are they uh, talk radio like KNBR or something so yeah. even trying to get into the venues of yeah. ceremony they're like wait, wait wait what station are you with oh Big Body Radio the the, 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 the way you had it was aggressive and try to make them seem like we was somebody yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's hey we're kind of this startup company and we just yeah. want to do this thing no Big Body Radio Big Body Cisco how you doing we want to do a sock drive here we want to set a live telecast there. they're like oh shit these motherfuckers somebody <laughs> yeah it's going to be a charity give back so you can exactly. give back to me so, but it was all the way you you presented. Yes, it. yes. presentations. Absolutely. So if you come in, it's like uh, we want to do. We're, we're just a startup, but nah, nah, we came in like we we was better than came in. We came like mm. we was the number one station, and we was an internet. So everyone used to always make fun. Oh, that's just that little internet show you do. Wow, and that look at them now, dog. Yeah. And it's crazy because it, it, it forwards me to Romeo Reyes's uh, his, his awards they used to have over oh, there with yeah. all the DJs. So, right, right. 
Shout that out was to that Romeo. was kind of like my I made it moment. Saki live, Romeo. Man, <laughs> so when Romeo Reyes kind of had his entertainment, it was Nightlife Awards. Yes, right. It was like best DJ, yep. best radio host. So. It's a trip if you go. I, I think you're, you're the only one that came dressed for it too. No, I had my pimp. I had my my pimp coat on, mm. and I had my and I was ready because I was in the same category as best radio host. Yeah, Big Vaughn. Yep. Yeah, Chewy Gomez. Shout out to Chewy. Nikki Blades. Like you had people that was all hey, shout out to Nikki. Shout out Nikki. Hey Nick. But when everybody was there, <laughs> even Jose Melendez, who who, who presented shout the award, Jose. was like shout out to Jose. The winner of best radio host is he goes. Big body Cisco. Were you in pinstripe? Shit. It was I a have... voting system. <laughs> yeah, it was so, a voting system. So yeah, yeah. tech, like, like what what happened with why that happened? It was no secret because he create you created your yeah. own lane organically, yeah. or and your people support. Yes. Well, that's the thing, right? You have a foundation of support. Yeah. Who actually support? It's not a radio station where they'll tune in. Yeah. These people will follow you. And that and that was my hook line too because I was like, look, I said. Our support system is like no other. If yeah. I listen to Camille, I'm going to support, but from a distance. Yeah. yeah. If I say listen to something, if I say I'm going to support from a distance, like okay. But if you was with me, yeah, you would support me like you. I you was my cousin. Yeah. You, you would support me yeah. like I was like your brother. Yeah. So when I said, hey, look, I'm up against some of the legends in the game, Big mm -hmm. Vaughn. These are my brothers, Chewy mm -hmm. Gomez. It would mean a lot to me to win this category, and it would mean a lot to what you guys come as a as a, as a. You as a, like made an announcement. I made an announcement because every time I would go on my social media, because right. mind you, you're trying to adapt to social media at that time. Yes. Yeah. Wow. How really? can I yeah. use this platform? Yeah. And I was saying, hey, look, this is a PSA. I'm nominated for best radio. I'm a little internet company, mm -hmm. BigBodyRadio.com, mm -hmm. and I'm up against KML, Wild mm -hmm. 94.9, you know, whatever the other stations were. And I said, if we win this, just imagine. What this is gonna do for the independent, you know, yeah. guy. So when I kind of won that, I talked my shit. I yeah, went up there. Mm -hmm. I said, "Hey, you deserved it. You earned it." On the mic, I said, and it's not like it was just a, a moment for me where I was like, "Look, for everyone that didn't want to take a chance on me, fuck KML, mm -hmm. fuck Wild ninety four nine, everybody. I do my own shit. And I'm an independent business owner." Oh shit, you got all Suge Knight, oh, I, real Suge Knight, real oh. Suge Knight, like hanging like a vanilla ice over the banisters. Just Knight. having these oh. people that's been in radio for twenty years, having that like, moment though must have been this motherfucker win. Having that moment, and it was crazy because oh. I was like, you know what? And Romeo, and then and not to over <laughs> Romeo said it wasn't even close. Wow! Did you get the actual numbers? No, he didn't. But he said I can't give you the actual number. But I looked at him. I said, "Man, it's a blessing." He was like, "Bro, I'll keep it real with you. It wasn't even close." Wow! And I just said that goes back to saying the organic audience will always be there for you mm -hmm. in a way because you kind of like, "Hey, ride with me. I'm gonna ride for you." Yes. Mm -hmm. And then with the Polynesians, I was I was like the only Polynesian that was doing that in the Bay Area. This yeah. is pre Twitch. Pre Twitch. Come on, pre everything. We're gonna get to the Twitch. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. This is pre Twitch. I, I just want to be, yeah. be sure that's clear because like Twitch wasn't even a company. No. Nah. This was BigBodyRadio.com. <laughs> yes. We actually, Brandon came up with an app. We had a Big Body Radio app. I remember that. And we was like, hey, you could listen to the show on the app because remember, you had to make it easy for people to listen yeah. to your show. Yeah. If, if it was more accessible. than one, two clicks, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah. So I said, hey, Brandon, we need to click one time and we're on Big Body Radio. So, mm. All right, cool. Got with some developers, got some money together, put it, you know, because back then apps were expensive. What and we you did, put your own money up because you put bet our on own yourself. money up. We bet on ourselves. I said, look, yeah. we have, and we just say, hey, look, it's the first Polynesian owned app. It's wow. Big Body Radio. Go check it out. And we was always promoting ourselves like we was the biggest shit ever. Like we was promoting ourselves like our shit didn't stink. Yeah. yeah. We would yeah. go up, and then Brandon would say, hey, look, in all these meetings, I'll put Cisco up against anybody. Any of your talent, I'll put Cisco up against anybody. He still says that to this yeah. day. Yeah, he does. And that's still. my brother, man. Yeah. Because he knew what my vision was from when he was doing parties. I said, hey, Brandon, I'm going to go do the mic. He was like, just don't get in a fight. You know 
the first thing he said? Just, uh, just don't break anything. So when he was doing Silent Group, I said, B, I'm going to go on the mic. He said, get on the mic. Don't start a fight. So I was like, all right, cool. So when Brandon kind of gave me that, Leeway to kind of give me my shine. Yeah, I was like, hell yeah, I'm a rival. So shout out my motion, shout out the pirate DJ. All mm. the DJ kind of took a, a chance on me. Where whether they liked it or not, I was gonna get on the mic. Yeah, but when me yeah. and my motion got together at Kokomo's, there was not an unstoppable. There was, we were an unstoppable duo. Kokomo's shout out my brother different. DJ Ivan. Shout out to the Ives. Shout out everybody who did Cream of Beat. Whenever me and my wow, motion got on beat, there, dog. wasn't nobody fucking with me and my motion. And I can say that to this day. That combo alone was deadly. Kokomo's. Kokomo's. There was times where I'd be on the mic. Go down, fight somebody, fight some Mexican dude in the crowd, get back and get right back on the mic. I hate that she said they had to be Mexican. Mm. I, I remember having the mic, and it's on, yeah. and you kind of had it, and you went, ding, ding, ding. All right, let's get the party going. Yeah, exactly. All right, y'all. My emotion's like this. What the fuck just happened? And then Everybody's like, what? And then he drops big man scoop. <laughs> they're dragging dude out by his leg. Shh. I don't get kicked out because I'm like, nah, we're going to get the party going. I'm like, what happened to do? Oh, Cisco hit him with the mic. <laughs> I have to say, right, a lot of people are familiar with you because yeah. of that incident with Doug. Yes. Even when that happened at Gellert Park, mm-hmm. you were all smiles. Shout out to the Renegades. Shout out to the Renegades. Shout out to the Renegades. The crazy thing is that, is that a lot of people see that video, if you can catch it because yeah. they took it down. Took it down. Yeah. What they don't know is the aftermath. Like yeah. when they handcuffed you at the, at the club. Well, they did a lot of stuff outside that you didn't see on, on the field. Yes. Like, yes. They laid you're, me down you're at Giants. Oh, I had a Giants jersey on and yeah. everything. We was at practice, practice with the Renegades. But it was like separate occurrences. Oh, it was several separate occurrences. Crazy. But what it was is that the football practice, what people didn't see is when Dog and his son came up to us, they had 30 Daily City PDs behind them. Yep. Wow. So we all kind of looked at them. The camera's just showing them coming towards us. We're looking at the 30 cops. Yeah. yeah. So we're kind of like saying, okay, but at that time when Leland was trying to grab me, I was like, look, I, I will beat your ass. Yeah. Look, little <laughs> MMA fighter. Mm-hmm. Relax. But he knew he had the cops behind him. Yeah. So his thing was, okay, I'm going to get some good TV. Yeah. So every time he grabbed me, I looked in the camera. I said, y'all about to see Dog get his ass whooped. <laughs> you really did, though. And I told you know, and, and, like, no, we all know the show. We all they know always the used show. to go for the dope fiends in Hawaii. Uh huh. So yeah. we had to let them know. My brother Frisco let them know in and out. Yes. So hey, this, this ain't Hawaii. This ain't Hawaii. This ain't fucking Hawaii. This ain't Hawaii. These ain't the dope fiends in Hawaii. Yeah. Fucking with some real Bay Area cats out here. Yes, we will sir. fuck you up. Yeah. So that's why when they kind of took that, it was d- different occurrence. They came to blush, held a shotgun to my head. What? Yeah, I read. I read ground, about that. Yeah. Had what? a shotgun to my head while they were looking for whoever they're looking for. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then they also came to Twenty Four Hour Fitness. <laughs> wow. When it was Twenty Four Hour Nautilus, it was we were on the basketball court. Nautilus laid me down mid court at the court of Daily City. Damn. Guns drawn and everything. No cameras though. Yeah, no cameras. So I kept wait, I kept standing. I said, "Dude, I'm not the dude you guys are looking for. I'm six five. You're looking for a dude that's five eleven. You know what I mean? I just had to tell them every time. So once they got everything together and they finally caught who they caught, yeah. they were after they had all that footage. They were trying to say, "Hey, we need you to sign a release." Fuck that. And I and I used to have all these voicemail messages from Beth. Rest in peace. Even though you know, rest yeah. in peace for your ass. Um, but dog was <laughs> on my voicemail, and they would tell me, "Hey, we need you to sign this release because you're going to be a star." And I was like, nah, if you guys don't know anything about, about Polly's, we don't ever want to be in the public eye right. in a bad sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck that release. I'm not going to do none of that. So we thought we was over it. We're sitting at home one day. Mom's and pops in there, about to eat dinner. Series premiere. The show. Dog the Bounty Hunter. Two-part series. It was like, oh, you about to see Dog get fucked up. I was like, I was like that's me. My mom goes, what the f-? We all looked and I said, hell no. Mm. So it, they did. They showed the episode. It was like one of their biggest episodes ever. Yeah. Also, it's a two part, man. Big body yeah. is really big body. It was body. a series premiere. Yeah, yeah. series like, premiere. It was, like, it was like a Christmas special. <laughs> Phone started ringing. 
sis was that you we just seen you so at that point it's almost defamation because yeah. now I'm this dude right yeah. yes yes. Yeah. so when you're trying to build a brand that's kind of hard to mm-hmm. kind of like have that on your, your head so you know without getting everything in there a lawyer kind of contacted me was like hey did you sign a release or not so after I told him that everything kind of took its course right you won't see the you won't see the episode again yeah but just you know we had to do what we had to do to make sure like we had a show TV like just because they, they have you filmed you have to sign a release absolutely so you know when I see I see these dudes on cops all the time I was like how the fuck they still on cops yeah and they didn't sign nothing because yeah. the dudes all just like, <laughs> like, like all right, was, so when that had happened it, the magnitude of the popularity that we had in trailer parks that we had in Las Vegas mm. with security guards yeah you, dude, I, I, I shit you not I'll be in a, a supermarket to this day you'll still get it there'll be a white oh. redneck lady and she goes hey you from Dog the Bounty Hunter holy shit, shit. and, and you should be like, like hey you're wow. from King of the Hill motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> so it's crazy how that but you know we did we flipped that to kind of say okay we have this momentum yeah. of being on this show yeah by the way, go listen to Big Body Radio. Exactly. <laughs> go listen to whatever we do. Come to the Renegades game. Like we had to use that little fifteen minutes of fame, of course, to our advantage. Well, Silver a lot of lining. people let that die, die and kind of like nah, like nah. Use that even if it's negative publicity. Mm. Use it in a way that you can flip it right. and kind of get followers and get eyes on you. So that was good for me. I didn't like how what they did with that second family that was involved. Yeah. That shouldn't have been involved. That mm-hmm. that that was some snake shit. Mm-hmm. That was some snake shit. That didn't need to be on air. They did that for the views. I for sure. I didn't like yeah. that because I'm really close to that family. But yeah. so lo- really? love to y'all. Love yeah. to and, y'all. And, and that's Shout the out thing. my family, man. You like a lot of like uh, just regular media, right? Like uh, you yeah. listen to a lot of music. You watch movies. Yeah, everything. You uh, watch TV. Absolutely. Well, here's the thing. Uh, big body out of Cisco is that here? Could you not? <laughs> Could you not? Put some respect to this name, man. He said on, it. You man. heard it. He Come said on, he was man. the first. I was the first. I, I coined that. Right? <laughs> All right. So oh he, here's God. the thing. Okay. So uh, here Ramil goes missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Here. If the next podcast comes Ramil with a black eye, you know what yeah. happened. That's why I'm gonna call dog. dog. <laughs> so. No. So uh, here, here at the Free 99 Podcast, whenever we do have a guest, yeah. we like to play a little game with them. Let's do it. All right. Today's game is called uh, Finish Me Off, Big Body. Oh, shit. This is famous quotes or lyrics from sports, movies. Okay. Anything. Okay. And I feel like I know a lot of unuseful information, so this might be good. Shout out. Oh, I, I do have to say... Um, I heard a little rumor about you. Oh, shit. Here uh, we go. So w- what I do need you to do is, if it is a lyric, I'm going to need you to sing it. <laughs> oh. Let's not get it twisted. We want to take you back to my singing in R&R. <laughs> <laughs> is that okay? Is that okay, Big Body? Yes, we, we good. Thank you. All right. First one. Starts off, <clears throat> what can I say? Oh, shit. Look, that's some racist ass shit right yeah, there. I don't, <laughs> you're welcome. Right. That one. Well, yes. There it is. It's not racist. You know how many times. One of my oh best friends is Paulie. You know how many times I've been on a flight oh and I have these white kids come up to me like, Mom, look, it's Maui. And she goes, Oh, yeah, can, can my son take a picture with you? I'm like, Yeah, yeah. First of all, that's racist. Second of all, because <laughs> they see the tattoos on my hands and they see the tattoos that I have. And they're like, Oh, my God. And I have these old couples like, You're just like Maui from the movie. God. People don't know how degrading it is, but yeah. thank God I have a personality and a sense of humor yeah. to kind of know that these people mean no harm. Right. There's no malicious intent I mean no it. harm, especially since That's Jan why, brought yeah. up that idea of including <laughs> that. Fucking Jan. Thanks, Jan. <laughs> fucking Jan. He also included the next one, Jan. So if Jan can with a black guy. <laughs> right. Here's the next one, all right? You ready? If you smell. Oh, God damn it. Oh, it's Jan. God. This is Jan, dog. Right, go. Jan went and Googled all Samoan sayings. Yeah. If you smell. Yeah. What the rock? 
is cooking. That's hey. correct. <laughs> Ding them up. Because I'm going to have beat up after this for you, Jan. <laughs> Round two. <laughs> All right. Jan was like, this looks better on paper. Yeah, yeah. Jan, Jan was like, Jan was probably like, you know what? Fuck Ramel. Better Ramel than yeah. me. Here's number three. Like, oh, we was rehearsing, but. Here's number three. I can't lose when I'm with you. Wait, wait, wait. Your voice was way off. That's because I can't fucking sing, dog. All right? I'm embarrassing Boom. myself so you can shine, dog. Say it again. Okay. I can't lose. Man, when that's the lose I'm part that's fucking you. me up. Look, it's a fucking scissor song. Oh, snooze. <laughs> no, but you gotta sing it. Oh shit. I ain't no bitch. I ain't gonna sing it. He's big body at it, dog. I gotta look like singing a snooze, man. <laughs> I just fucking recycle the lyrics, please. I have a I have a job here, bro. Oh shit. Shout out to Phil Gunner. Right, yeah. Just sing him up. Just sing him up. Ding. He's already you kicking know. me under the table, dog. Oh my goodness. Alright, here's this I have last, no part in this. last yes. one. It's a quote. Got it. From I don't know, somebody who is so impactful, right? Why don't you be like once for Warriors movie quote? Yeah. It's a uh, rest, restart, refocus. Rest? Restart. Ref oh wait, this is one of my morning messages I've had. That's right. Um, shit, and I have a lot of them. You must have been high. I, no, you say the rest of it. Rest, restart, refocus. Fuck, I forgot. But don't you dare give up on your. Come dreams. on, give them on, man. There it is. There it is. It's crazy. Hey, shout yeah. out everybody that follows my morning message. You'd morning be surprised. Message. On my Instagram, Big Body Cisco, shameless plug. But um, shame, shame, no, full of no shame at all. Yeah. I start my day every day knowing that um, I look for morning messages to put, and it's not really for people that's you know reading it. It's for myself. Yeah. And the reason I do that is because if I can start my day with a positive quote like that, yeah, the rest of my day is pretty much going to go that way. I mean, it's not always going to happen that way, but. I started to see like, okay, I can't miss a morning. When I wake up, of course, you're not supposed to go to your phone, but what I do is like, okay, I thought of something. Like, like shout out Roz. Rest in peace to Roz that just peace. passed away. And when she had passed away and I got the news, my whole thing was like, I have to do something. And, and when anybody passes, yeah. my next quote has to be something about life is too short. Right. Mm. Because I feel like it's it's part of, I'm real transparent with my life. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Through social media, and I think you have to be like that because you have to be more, you know, accessible to people and, and, and your fans. Relatable. So when that had happened, every morning message that I do, if I don't if I don't listen to it, I feel like okay, I read it to myself. As like, oh, that's gonna be corny to the people that's out there. Yeah. Like if you like today's morning message was deep. It was like it was a long ass. One. I, I did. I was gonna try to do that, but I was like, I can't. And th yeah. that being a long one, it's like you'd be surprised. Like you could put stuff up there, and a lot of people is gonna say either they like or like. But you'd be surprised when you put up a bunch of words. Yeah. How they'll sit there and read it word for word, mm -hmm. and kind of it'll, it'll resonate with them. That, that's the thing I want to say. That's the vibe you create. Yeah. That is what people can expect. One thing I love about yeah. your page on IG is that you don't have the number of likes up mm -hmm. because it doesn't fucking matter. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. You know the impact that you have on others. Yeah. You don't need to quantify it by a silly fucking number. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. When, I, when they did put in that um, part where you can hide the likes, yeah. I said, look, if something has 20 likes, it's not credible for me to look at it because only 20 people looked at it. Right. But if you had a post that had a thousand likes, now I got to read it. Right. So it was dictating how people would look at your page. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. So whether I got two likes, whether I got 10,000 likes, now I can hide it. And now you had to put up for yourself to say, okay, was this a 10,000 liker? Yes. Or was this a two liker? Leave it, don't it, really for, matter. Leave it for that's, them to decide. Yeah, yeah. That's also you breaking the algorithm of yeah. what Instagram is because... Young kids in Instagram, they don't post a lot. Yeah. 
weird. They keep it in their story, and they, they don't post a lot. Like you, your your page is full. Yeah. Your page has content. Your page has a lot of meaning. Like those morning messages. I'm yeah. telling you, like life's hard, and those got me through a lot of the hard times. So yeah, the fact that you do that, you know, what I mean, not everyone's liking it, but a lot of people are reading it. You'd be surprised, Gus. I, I'd be out. Like I was in Australia one time, and there's people that came up to me and was like, "Your morning message saved me from killing myself." Wild, see? And I'm like, "Well, you don't know wow. what kind of impact you have over the world." I was in New Zealand. Yeah. The security dude was like, "Hey, I'm a big fan, huge fan of the podcast, but your morning message stopped me from getting through a rough time." And I'm like, "Damn, I was having older ladies." Older mm. men, mm. young kids, you know, t- teenagers come to us like, man, you know, I read you think I was going to kill myself, but mm. I read a lot of your morning messages and it kind of got me through. How do you feel about that? It, it, I said, look, don't put the pressure on me. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're but like, I got a whole island on my fucking back. For like, me, I was two. always telling them, I said, you know what? I did that for me. And if somebody resonated with it, then I then I did my job. I think that's I think that's the key to it, right? Because some people just put it up just to put it up. Well, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Well, I think that's the, the, the key to Without it. Without meaning. Yeah. But, and we talked about it before. It's that like. If you find somebody to relate to you, mm-hmm. then by feeling familiar, the depression or maybe the embarrassment yeah. goes away, right? That negative uh, impact is lessened. Well, you got to look at what social media is. Everyone's posting their wins. Right. Mm-hmm. No one's really posting mm-hmm. their losses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you can sit there and kind of say, look, I'm human too, where I can kind of like go through a tough stage because I, I put that, that message I posted today, uh, a young lady in Utah hit me. It was like, hey, I'm sorry for what you're going through. I don't know, I'm not going through anything. You know? yeah. But because they read it in the way with their context was, right. it was kind of yes. like saying, damn, this is going through it. Perception. Yes. And I said, look, mm-hmm. blessings to you. I said, I'm, I'm blessed. In my yeah. life, I'm blessed. I said, yeah. that was really a message that I wanted to resonate with people that was going through that. Me, unfortunately, may not be going through a lot of stuff that you're reading through that. You're probably not reading between the lines. Right. But that goes through a lot of the morning messages. Yeah. Where a lot of these people are reading what you're putting up. My whole thing is hook, line, and sinker. If I start my day with a morning message, you have to also say, okay, I got a lot of stuff to promote. I got to promote my podcast. I got to promote this you know, gig I got coming up. Right. So when you do it like that, when you put those up, okay, they'll just scroll right by. I don't want to see that. Yeah. But if you kind of catch them with a positive message, if you kind of mm-hmm. catch them with a funny video, yeah. now you got their attention. Mm-hmm. So once I get your attention, by the way, check out Western Conference Podcast. By the way, we got a show December 9th. You know what I mean? So with that, there's a whole, there's a whole like way to do it. Yeah. There's a whole game plan of how to do it. And that's just something I do. I don't know if it you know, breaks the algorithm. I don't know if it helps. But I know that's something that I do. And as long as I'm consistent in it, that's going to help me out. Authenticity. Yeah. Authenticity is key. Yeah, right? absolutely. There are so many people out yeah. there on social media will be completely opposite of what they represent. I mean, we see it. Everyone it's, sees it's it. It's kind of crazy, though. I mean, you can kind of tell I me. Mean, if you really look at social media, you can kind of tell the, the J-Cats from the real cats. J-Cats, you know what I mean? Cats, real J-Cats. Frisco shit. <laughs> real Frisco shit. <laughs> yeah, keep racking up them likes, though. Whatever makes you sleep better at night, right? So, I ain't gonna lie. One time, I went on Keith Lee. Shout out Keith Lee, who's a food critic, right? Shout oh, out. I thought you meant the wrestler. <laughs> that, that's that skinny black dude, right? Yes. yes. Keith Lee, he's like a huge food blogger in Las Monotone Vegas. Monotone as fuck. Yeah, from, he's but, a UFC fighter. Solid dude. But you know what's Crazy. He's a UFC fighter? He used to be. Yeah, okay. he's a UFC yeah. fighter. But I went on this thing and I said, hey, I respect what you're doing. But my boy Gus and Big John did this shit way before you did Shut this shit. Shut the fuck. You did that? And you, I call, yo, you Kanye West? <laughs> you Taylor on, Swift, that motherfucker. Hey, you people, said, hey, yo, Beyonce has the hottest album of all time. Shout out We Eatin' because Big John and Gus did this shit way before all these people doing that shit. So I always say that. Wait, so you're telling me that Gus yes. was doing this before any of these other food people? And Mono were out and there. Big John. Pioneer, and Mono, bro. Mono, shout out to Mono. I want to meet Big John. Hey, these dudes are some pioneers. Shout out Skinny. He's doing his thing out in Las Vegas right Skinny. now. You'll catch him over there at Dre's. You'll catch Love him over you. there at Spearman Rhino. 
But I'm saying, <laughs> what I see, that one, wait, is like as a customer. <laughs> no, no, he, he he got him. But he Boogie was, got him. So damn. and it goes back to where I when I Vegas, seen though. we eaten, it was produced well. Yes, mono. They went to all these different places and didn't ask for nothing. Right. These, these these motherfuckers <laughs> just wanted something to eat. You know. What yeah. <laughs> so a when they was doing their thing, places fed us really well. You see these we eating episodes and I, I, I trip because Keith Lee and all these people that are doing these food critic stuff now. What's it do? What it do? What it do? What's whatever fuck his name is? Grub with Mike. Shots fired. Pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying motherfuckers like that. They they doing. I mean, look to each his own. To each his own. But I'm saying if you gonna do that, pay homage to the motherfuckers you seen, which I'm doing and saying like I seen Gus and Big John and them do that shit. Yeah. Way before all these motherfuckers, way before it was cool to do it. You know what I learned about Gus is yeah. that you know he was the pioneer in that. Yeah, but the absolutely. Thing is, Hands is down. You cannot box him in. Yeah. No, absolutely. He's out here spreading his wings. Yes. And that just goes back to it because I'm saying you got to pay. I mean, like E40, anybody you kind of seen coming up is like, okay, I pay homage. You know, yes. and, that, and that's a Bay Area thing. It may not be too cool to pay homage, whether you're from SoCal or wherever, anywhere else. But in the Bay Area, you're going to pay homage to those who did it before you. Yes. Mm. Chewy Gomez, mm. Big Bond, all mm. my cats mm. that I shouted out before. Big Bond, he said, was going. This motherfucker's yeah. spitting right now. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying it goes back to saying, look, what Gus is doing now with you, wrote, this is stuff that we're all just kind of doing. The Free 99 podcast is like everybody's kind of making their own lane. Yes. And everybody's making their lane because we have we have the freedom to do it. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we're sitting over here in Daily City. We're over here doing our thing. But I'm saying you can go from a million dollar produced show. Yep. To a show like we have, well, not that I mean to downplay y'all. I mean, shit. you have a couch. I don't shit. got Cisco's Jen, budget. Yeah. Jaren was like, this motherfucker is, I see your, I see your show, dog. You have, a, you have an arm for your mic and shit, and you're just kind of you're just kind of like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit's amazing. He's in a lazy boy. For this, I gotta scoot in. I gotta scoot in. Where our knees are touching right now, bro. Right. Every our time knees are touching. Watch, it's every warm time here. I watch your podcast, I kept saying, why are these motherfuckers so close together? Yeah. You know why? Because we have, because we got one, there's no angles on this it's shit. It's a wide you know? angle. You know why? Because <laughs> <laughs> I come in here and I know Jan. Jan is a motherfucker. Jan family. is that motherfucker. So I come, I sat down. I was like, okay, which camera? Okay, there's just one. Yeah, oh, exactly. Man. Cool. He's so like, we're, Jan, we're just here. Jan? Okay. He was like, where's the camera? <laughs> yeah. And Jan, Jan was like, I'm sorry, Cisco. <laughs> I'm looking at the board. I'm like, where's the board? Okay, it's all into his phone. Like, what yeah. the fuck's going on right now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jan, why are you holding that uh, karaoke mic? Is that okay? That's your shit. All right, cool. <laughs> then he's over there trying to wrap us up. He's like, five minutes left. Guys, Jan, shut the fuck up. I think Jan has, some, Jan has something he wants to share. Yeah. He's holding the mic. He doesn't want to share anything. All of a sudden, Jan, all of a sudden, we got quiet, guys. But I mean, like I had to pay homage and I had to give Gus his flowers because it's what well he was deserved. doing. It's and I don't, and I don't think they get, I don't think they get enough credit. Yeah. But I'm saying they, they had a whole produced intro. They had a whole thing where shout I mean, out to Jake, man. Shout out to, yeah, man. shout out to Jake, man. And they yeah. did their thing, man. So, so when I see these food bloggers now, especially in Vegas, because I live out there now, yeah, it's kind of funny to see. It's like, ah, it's kind of cool. It's kind of watered down because I know what my brothers used to do. I know. It's like, how many times can you go to the fucking Bacchanal buffet, dog? <laughs> we know they got crab legs, okay? It's great. I see. That's on a camcorder. Shout out to Mono. That was on a camcorder. I spent seventy eight ninety five. We're gonna try it, and I'm gonna rate it. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> Keith. Get the fucking food. <laughs> because look, I'm not gonna lie. Me and me and friends and shout out my brother Franny. Shout out to Legend. Fran, dog. We was gonna do uh, same thing because we eat out all the time in Vegas. Yeah. Mm. And I said, dude, it's like the thing. Yeah. And then I was like, dude, you know what I trip off? So me. Big John mm. and Franny go to the sushi spot. Shout out uh, Sin City Sushi. Oh, is it downtown? No, no, it's, it's, it's in Henderson. Okay, okay. So we go to sit there, and I'm like, oh, we should do it here. Then I'm looking at Skinny. I'm looking at Big John. I'm like, no, fuck that. I ain't doing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Gus already did this yeah. shit. 
<laughs> so we were like, nah, nah, we, we can't do it because, you know, it had already been done. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, all those other food bloggers like, let me show you a secret <laughs> spot. Here's secret pizza. Bitch, we know secret pizza. We know it's not a secret. I'll tell you, secret tastes like ass. Nah, like, Cisco, like, he was supposed to be on an episode. Yeah. And then he was supposed to hook us up with this this lady on the end of Geneva. Is she still there? Which one? The the one where you can buy the ears. All the way in across from McDonald's. We were supposed to eat at that spot. Oh, at, at, it was a, a Samoan food spot. Yes. Oh, yeah. Samoan Ooh. food. Shout out Salau. Her, her parents over there. Because it was right there. Salau, so a girl that go? Girl, Salau, they used to sing for the team. And Damn. now she's doing big things in Atlanta. Shout out to Salau. She's a casting director out there. Shout wow. out my sister Salau. But she, her family owns this uh, Samoan food spot that's right behind Falo's church. But they used to have another one called Levy's Market. Levy's yeah. Market. So Levy's yes. Market and yes. Salau's food spot that they had, I was telling them, hey, you got to try the Samoan food. Right. And I said, but... If you guys talk shit, it might get fucked up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think the thing was, I was like, uh, he, he was like, hey, but uh, you have to pay though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I said, first of all, all yeah. my, my you got to pay for the food. Yeah. My family actually, don't play. You yeah, have to go actually, there and pay. Actually, you got to pay extra. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out Salau and, you know, at back then, those were entrepreneurs to us. Yeah. Like Levy's mm-hmm. Market and, you know, Salau and her family, they were selling like Pukasis and everything out there where, you know, for Polynesians, we didn't really know what an entrepreneur was. The Fiji market. The yeah. Fiji market. I mean, and everything that's doing, like, where now it's kind of like you have YouTube University to go to. Yes, yep. And absolutely. it takes us back to Twitch, where it kind of like intros and segues into Twitch, where during the pandemic, there was everybody, me and uh, Franny were doing Instagram Live. Yes. We couldn't. So everyone was like, how is people going to, um, you know, showcase their talent not being in the club? Yep. I couldn't host no shows. People DJs couldn't DJ were not no clubs. Working, yeah. So. Um, the poppers weren't popping. Shout out to Neil, Neil with Twitch. Uh, shout out to him. He came up to me and was like, "Hey, I can't I see you keep getting cut off yep. on Instagram Live over copyright. Come over to Twitch. A lot of the DJs. Good night again. Doug. Shout out Shortcut. Shout out, um, you know, shout out Ro over there. I was doing his thing, and I kind of seen what they were doing. So I told Franny, I said, "Hey, we should try this Twitch thing." Yeah. So long story short, we did it. But I'm saying, okay, if we're gonna do it. A lot of DJs got exposed. Mm-hmm. The personalities were exposed because mm-hmm. you're not behind the DJ booth at the club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not. You're, you're like you in the camera. Yeah. You got to have some kind of fucking personality. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I said, look, to the me, family's different. This is where we're gonna thrive. Yeah, because Franny knows how to do what he do. Exactly. I know how to do what I do. Right. We're real well versed in music. Yep. Franny does his thing every week at Dre's, but now there's a platform to do what we do and still get paid for it. Yeah. Because at first, wow. my friend, I was like. Well, do we get any money from this? And he was like, yeah, actually. You become partner. If you have, how did it pay out? It paid out real handsomely. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Damn. Because everyone was subscribing. So what it was is like he instantly made us a partner. So sometimes you had to be an affiliate. You had to make yep. your way up. Yep. And Neil was like, look, you guys already have a fan base. Yeah. So I'm going to shoot you guys straight to partner. So we already got the purple check mark. Y'all were feeding him. Yeah. So, so he was like, look, we're going to give you that purple check mark autom- off, off top. Yep. I was in my brother's garage uh, in South City and I was doing these shows. And I was like, okay, I'm in my brother's garage. How do I make this tight? I went straight to YouTube. Yeah. How do we do So green screen came up. Mm-hmm. Wow. How do I make my sound sound better? Mm-hmm. I knew what, what pieces to buy. I knew what mics to buy. Mm-hmm. So we, it was a whole production. Yeah. But remember, you're not going to do it. No one's going to do it for you. You got to do yeah. it yourself. Yep. Absolutely. So I kind of took that pandemic thing like, okay, everyone's kind of saying, what are we going to do? I sat there and taught myself how to be a sound engineer, mm. how to be a producer, mm. how to be a director of everything I was doing because wow. I already knew my talent was there. Yeah. Yep. But yep. when we were doing it and we had, I'm talking, we had the green screen and it was a production. Yes. You go watch my Twitch show. You go watch Franny's Twitch show. 
Shortcuts Twitch show. Mm-hmm. It was a well produced thing. But yeah. to, uh, Shortcut was cheating. He had a whole. Like, <laughs> he had everybody all on his Shortcut, side. Shortcut, yeah. he had cheat codes. He Shout had phone numbers. Yeah, had I had. Numbers. Shout out to Rome Day. Myself. Yes. Yes. Franny absolutely. had himself. Okay, he had Dame Fame, but we had ourselves. We were self taught where I'm going to tell you this right now. Twitch. Paid for our way through through the pandemic. Yeah, wow. it's, like, it's like a paid internship. And you was paying four ninety nine to be a subscriber. Yeah. So our interactions with each person that was coming to the chat, me and Franny so good at doing that in the club. Yeah. We were saying what's up to everybody that's coming in. Hey, what's up, mm-hmm. Reba from Canada? Person. So we kind of like all dog. the verbiage was there. Yeah. The emotes hey, game is different. When we would play the, and it goes back to what we we're talking about, how we talk. We knew what the breaks were. Yep. So when the break would come on, everybody throw where you're from in the chat. So yeah. you had all these cities. So me and Franny would read off each city. What was, yeah. a, what was the wildest city you seen? Uh, it was Germany. There was like, oh, we're, oh, we're in, a, in, a, in Germany listening yeah. to you. We had, uh, Franny had, okay, well, oh, oh, Konishi, well, we were in, 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 uh, in Japan. In J- Japan yeah. Where I was like, hold on, this is more than local. Because mm-hmm. all my Bay people was already there. Yeah. Then you started seeing people pop up. And then when Franny was on the front page of Twitch, I was like, okay, this is bigger. This is wow. bigger than rap. Franny. Yeah, yeah uh, bigger than rap. So I was like, look. Franny always did a ladies' night on Tuesday. So what I did, I said, look, let's brand some of these shows. What I said, okay, my Tuesday night is going to be a Love Jones show. All I play mm-hmm. is old school R&B, slow jams, mm-hmm. old Smart. school. And then I said my next day was called Island Vibes. Yes, sir. So that was the birth of Island Vibes where I played everything. And look, we're, oh, he's just going to play all reggae. Yeah. Anything. Come on with the branding. Come on with the branding. Damn. Anything you can play we need a phone case. while listening on an island. Yep. Yeah. So I can listen to old school R&B on an island. Yep. So I wanted to sit oh! there because I had to tell people, Got look. You. It's not just reggae. It's not yeah. just island artists. Right. It's anything you can listen to on an island. But that's that. That was your introduction to where you introduced a lot of artists oh, to to, to people to to your fan base who would normally stumble across them. I'm talking about fan bases where it was around the world. Yeah. Where you had people yeah. out there in wow. the Philippines. You yeah. had people out there in Germany, Canada. I mean, we had so many people from around the world. That Music they were like, submission must have been crazy on your email. It was crazy because every song was in there. I said, hey, your yeah. production ain't right. So now I turned into the Barry Gordy of the shit. Uh-huh. Hey, it's cool. I liked the hook. Uh-huh. But this needs a little yeah. work. You need a little bit more cowbell. And it's crazy because I was introducing artists that I already knew, yep. but introducing them to the world. Yep. So uh-huh. I'll play Finn. Shout out Finn Groover, South Sacramento. He's one of the dopest Shout R&B uh, singers out there. He's Tongan Cat out of Sacramento. Yeah. And I would play him along with Miguel. When I mixed that in, people from out, out of the country was like, who's the Who's dude you played exactly. before Miguel? Where can we get it? Yeah. So I'm like, wait a minute, light bulb went off. I hit all these artists, hey, is all your shit on iTunes? Is all your shit, can people buy it? Oh no, that, I just gave that to you. No, 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 no. Don't give me shit until they, I know they can go buy it. Yes. Because it would do you a disservice if I didn't have these people say, hey, by the way, you can go pay $1.99 for this single. Exactly. So a lot of these artists are like, hey, Cisco's pushing numbers for us. And you didn't ask for no cut or nothing. No, I didn't. Because no. I said, look, if they Game blow up. free. So I would play Jay Boog all the time. Shout out yes. my brother Jay Boog. Shout out Jay Boog. <laughs> there was people under a rock that didn't know who Jay Boog was. Absolutely. And he's one of the biggest island reggae artists out right now. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. From but what somebody already knows may be new to somebody that never heard of him. Yep. So when I was playing Fiji, when I was playing Comic Kings, when I was playing Maoli, when I was playing Catch a Fire out of New Zealand, yeah. people were like, who the fuck? So Island yeah. Vibes was huge. Yes. Because Love Jones, that's all day. You're going to get your old school R&B, but people already know what those songs are. Yeah, exactly. What I would do, if Finn or somebody, an island artist, used to have a slow song that would fit into the Love Joe's perspective, mm-hmm. I would play it right along with it. Yeah. So when they had a love song, 
So there was, there was, I would play it on the Love Jones show. Yeah. So I had three shows at the time. I had uh, Love Jones, I had Island Vibes, and I had the Happy Hour show. Oh, Tell me about Happy Hour. I love Happy Hour. Tell me about the Happy Hour. Happy Hour was on Thursday where, you know, I said, look, we're on a pandemic. Yeah. So remember when we used to get off of work, we used to want that Happy Hour yeah. vibe. Yeah. Thirsty so Thursdays. I said, you would go after work and go. So I would think, okay, these people are leaving work. This is all like, you know, in my in head. In your head, yeah. They're leaving work right now. They're going to a bar. What music they want to hear? Journey. I play fabulous. I play I Need yeah. a Girl. I play yeah. all this stuff where they're like, man, we grooving. So when they're at home at the, during the pandemic, they're having a real life happy hour yeah. at the house. You saved a lot of people's lives. Man, I, I, Marriages. A lot of people came up and was like, dude, because in Love Jones, I said, look, we need another niche. Yeah. So we would do toxic topics. Ooh. I would have people that are at home submit topics for me to talk about. And I'm talking about some of the shit we talked about made me jaded about relationships to this day. But I'm just saying. So like we just had on this pad, like I brought Love Jones back. Right. Thank so you. listen to this topic. Thank you. Topic. This girl said, I I, ha I I had a train. I got a train ran on me by oh. my boyfriend's cousins. Oh, right. What? This is just last week. We just did this on Tuesday. Oh. What? While my boyfriend was out of town, his cousins ran a train on me. I so am, I'm so happy I, I don't go out of town. I am now pregnant. Oh, and I'm seeing all of these cousins at Thanksgiving. This Thanksgiving, I'm talking about coming up. It sounds like she's the turkey. <laughs> and right. the thing on the Stop. bottom was, what do I do? Bitch, <laughs> if you don't shut your whole ass up. You know up, what you do? Uh, you need you need Jesus. So that's what I would do. Whose yeah. fault is that? So all these toxic topics, come on. The cousins are some motherfuckers for doing that's that anyway. That is. That's, that's some, some dog, dog shit. shit. But all of those cousins. Devil's advocate. Jesus Christ. You throw some snacks in front of a bear, we're going to eat that shit. But it is your it is your cousin's girlfriend, it but shit. Girlfriend. But, but those toxic topics, I'm talking about every week, my DMs would be filled with 150 DMs yikes. of people going. And this is during the pandemic. Yeah. What was yeah. the worst one that made you just like, oh, question? That like, one, first that of all. That one, yeah, for sure. But A there were other ones too? where. God damn it. Um, God my, my, damn. My, my, boy, my husband's at work, but his brother is the handyman. I had him come fix him, and he got me pregnant. And we're gonna have the baby. We didn't tell my husband, Ooh. but the baby's his brother's. The DNA is the same. Yo, but I'm this just saying, is, you see the shit what I'm talking about? And you can see what I'm looking at. I got 150 of these in my DMs. Yeah. So I'm like, at this point, I'm like, fuck bitches. What do you do on Friday? Right. Friday, <laughs> Friday, should, Friday should have a gospel section, right. dog. Friday we just would do a pop up and we just kind of do God, what we do. Need, but no, no, give gospel to these. Yeah. Sheesh. To these. We do a little oh church my show. Lord, dog. But like, it just shows you like. If you build something, they'll come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Whether it be a, I mean, come on. But you've been building this for a long yeah. time, though. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I, I just want to keep reminding people that you've been building this for a long time. Mm -hmm. Like this lane that you carved out yeah. has been carved out since. Altaloma. <laughs> but it goes, yeah. so it goes back to that, bro. Like I didn't want. So when I did the Altaloma thing, when I was fighting in the clubs, I kind of sat down for a minute in jail. I sat in jail and I was like, do I want to be rem remembered for being this dude that yes. is out? What's your legacy? Do I wanna, so I was like, what, what am I doing? Right. Mm -hmm. I had kids, you know what I mean? And I'm like, dude, I want them to think, okay, my dad was just this dude that fought in the club all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I had to make a decision. Yeah. I had to make a decision like, okay, what's going to be my legacy? Right. I also had my mom and dad, like, God, they're here still to this day. Thank you, God. But they, they, they didn't raise us like that. Mm -hmm. Right. They raised us. And I said, okay, so if I was to do all this, why would I put my mom through heartbreak? Why would I put my dad through heartbreak when they just raised us like good parents do? Yeah. So I said, I, I can't do it. I got to make my parents proud. I didn't graduate from high school because I, I was with a girl at, at El Faro because I missed the, the whatever the, the testing was. So 
That's strike one Because my parents was like Man that's what Polynesians live for All the graduations <laughs> Hold on El Faro <laughs> The one with that the drive through The horse bill The one with the drive through That strike two Is being at El Faro <laughs> yeah. So, yeah That strike two You should have Fuck that should, if, if you were in If you were in the best If you were in the South City And you are at La Tapatia Cool oh, okay. El Faro yeah. Legit Yo yeah. you should just Went to Taco Bell That's the bro Get back to my story Motherfucker so me and you were triggered by exactly, that. I know. Dude. I was like, fat, hold up. Fat, I'm fat. <laughs> so not graduating and seeing the hurt on my mom and dad's heart was like, yeah. well, you know, every Polynesian family, they want something to celebrate. Yep. Graduating high school was a big thing for Polynesians back then. You Absolutely. see, it was all the lays and the yeah. money lays. Yeah. And when I had to go tell my mom and dad that I wasn't graduating, they was like, what? So I felt like I failed my mom and dad. Yeah. So at that point, I'm like, fuck. You live for making your parents proud. Absolutely. Whether you don't have a good yeah. relationship, whether you do have a good relationship, at the end of the day, you're representing your parents. Yeah. Whether whether they raised you right, whether they didn't raise you right. I felt like I did them a disservice by not graduating high school. There's a you feel fulfilled, right? I, absolutely. Yeah. So at that point, I was like, man, well, how can I make them proud? So I, I was working odd end jobs. I was I, I was a good salesman, so I worked. Mm-hmm. I, I sold cable for Comcast. What else yourself? You're nasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, right. so Let's keep going. And we don't sold about the drug shirts. We didn't, even get, <laughs> we didn't even get to the t-shirt. Yeah, we didn't get to the E40 line, dog. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. We will get to all. We'll uh, we'll probably. Yeah, I don't know. But right. it, go, it goes back to where. I had to make my mom and dad proud, so I was like, okay, if I was a salesman at Comcast, I wanted to be the best salesman yeah. to kind of show whatever you know. Sale, they gave you a certificate for the most sales, and yeah. hey, mom, you know. And I felt like, oh, that, that that's cool. Yeah, that it didn't fulfill that void of me not graduating from school. Them. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay, this ain't it. You're right. So as I'm working this nine to five, they' about to give me a sales director job for Comcast. Director. Shout out my brother Rob for Terry. They fly me to Florida, and they're about to offer me this job, this big six figure job. Damn. So I'm like, all right, and then this this is six figures, like, yeah. This yeah. Is like money, I mean, sales, you know, the commission. Yeah, this is man. I'm gonna say 2015, 2015. That's basically like a million dollars. Yes. So I'm like, okay, I go to there and I said, Rob, shout out to my brother Rob. He was my boss at the time. I said, I'm gonna quit, and he Wh- was like, what? Why? I said, I'm gonna pursue my dream of doing this big body radio thing. Authenticity, dog. And he was, and he laughed at me. Rob, he remembered. I said, he said, bro, we're about to offer you this this good sales job. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take care of your family. Mm-hmm. And I said, if I if I sell for you guys, we're making this corporate Comcast money. What am I making? I'm getting a little salary, you know yeah. what? Yeah. And I said, if I don't do this, I'm gonna I'm gonna hate myself yeah, later right. on in life. Yeah. He said, you sure you want to do this? I said, I'm positive. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to go follow my dream. So mind you, I got a family. I got kids. I got to make sure that this is going to hit because if it don't hit, I could be homeless. I could do yeah. it. Yeah. So it also makes you Com- push harder, though. It did because I left Comcast and I told Brand One, I said, I'm all in because Brandon was like, hey, we can't kind of do what you want to do while you having this nine to five because Brandon's always been an entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. Brandon's always From been a creator. Brand, and man. So Brand One was like, Fuck that job So he gave me This big old pep So I'm like What the fuck You pay my bills So it kept going Back That's, and yeah. forth Fuck your job Was very He was like, like Smoking Friday <laughs> Yeah <laughs> so he, he, was, he, he came to me And he was like If you don't quit Your 9 to 5 You might as well Just keep doing that For the rest of your life First of all I was about to knock his ass I was like First of all Don't talk to me like that Exactly Second of all I'm like You're right He's right <laughs> Yeah you know what I'm like, I'm still hit you, but you right. Though. He said, it's cool. You're always going to be the cool Comcast guy, Ooh. which I was. You were. <laughs> which I was. Yeah. Shout out to Kev. You're like, thank you, you're like, thank you for saying facts. Shout, but, okay. shout out Box Kev. Shout out Kev. <laughs> so when he said that to me, I said, you're right. He said, if you leave. So shout out Brand One. I love him to this day. He said, if you leave your job, I'll make sure for these next couple of months that you'll make enough money to, to, to pay your bills. Wow. 
So I'm like, you sure, motherfucker? God. So he was like, we're already doing the apparel. You know, we were selling, you know, hyphy shirts. Oh. We were selling giant shirts. We were selling yes. 49er shirts, Pacquiao yes. shirts. I heard about that clip thing. Savs. Yeah. I heard about that clip thing in Vegas. So, and that's why I was around two entrepreneurs. I was with Mike from Savs. Shout out yeah. to Mike. I was with Brand One, and they had Mojo Labs. At Shout, out Shout out to fucking Mike, Brand. Dude. Shout out to Mojo Labs. Shout so, out to Savs. When I was in that space, I'm in the office with two entrepreneurs. Yeah. And I seen there was hand over fist of money that we were making off me selling the shit. You know what yeah. I mean? I was like the front man. Yeah. So I was like the billboard for them to wear their shirt. Hey, where'd you get that shirt? Oh, I got it from Mike, I got it from Brandon, mm -hmm. Mojo Labs. So it made sense because I said, these guys ain't gonna let me down. Yeah. So I said, hey, if I leave this job, you guys got me. Both him and Mike said, leave your job and I'll guarantee we'll we'll make enough money to pay your bills. Wow. I haven't, I haven't had a job, I haven't had a nine to five job since that day. Oh, man. Since that day, that oh, I, that speaks so much character about Brad and Mike. Shout out to Brad, shout out to Brad, Mike, Mike, love, Mike Luanic, dude, man. Love both of them dudes, man. Because I put my fate in their hands. Because I was like, hey, and if I don't, and look, I won't tell you the behind the closed doors. Yeah, exactly. One, I look both of them. And I said, if I don't make this money. I'm gonna fuck both of you. Up. But <laughs> Damn, also, man. But, but also, <laughs> you know, I think, honestly, yeah. I think Mike could outrun you though. To be honest, but, but, but also knowing that though, you already put in the work in on the back end. That's why they they because they, they knew better. Yeah, they knew they, you that's, just needed that, that push. That, they always seen the star quality in me. Yeah, sure always. It, it it was always there. I remember going to to World Series parades, <laughs> yeah. and everyone's enjoying having a good time. But there's a tent. There's a tent holding the selling t-shirts, <laughs> loud as hell, and just a step, one step ahead of everyone. Yeah. And you were definitely the spokesperson. Yeah, you were for you, sure. You were the you were the ringleader. Mike and Brandon knew that when we were at these parades, we were making all this money, but they knew that these other motherfuckers were watching us to rob us. So when they was watching us, I said, "Yeah, try to rob." So I had all my brothers. Yeah. I had all my brothers. that had all the Samoans behind us because, like, they wasn't going to rob everybody else. You ain't yeah. robbing us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Brandon and Mike knew that. It was like it was a security blanket for them. So you, were, so you were running that money because he was. Oh, so we were running because so we was going to the San Francisco Library, yeah. taking hand <coughs> over yeah. fist of money. Put we were selling T-shirts, bandanas, and everything. But there was Wild. mother, you know, there was the, the dudes that was gonna, you know, rob us. Yeah. Right? And we and we had our hustles behind us saying, yeah. "Nah, you ain't robbing us." So we knew that everybody, we, for, first of all, Brandon and Mike were in safe hands. Mm -hmm. They had a spokesperson yeah. where I was going to sell it. I, get, I, I was mm -hmm. like the sales dude. No, no Mike. No Mike. No I was Mike. the loudest one there. Yeah. That's why it's different because, yeah. like, you know, you go to the KMEO events, everyone has a has a PA system. Mm -hmm. Everyone's talking. Cisco was doing it from the top <laughs> of his lungs over wow. whatever's happening in the parade. Because I felt like if they didn't hear me, we wasn't going to sell shit. Exactly. Right. So if they heard me, we was going to sell everything we got. Every parade we done, every Pacquiao fight we done, sold out every time. And I'm telling you, that got us because that got my trust into Brandon and into Mike to say, okay, we could do this. Yeah. Fuck these nine to five. And I'm not right. saying, look, kids, don't go quit your job if you're in a job. You need your nine to five to yeah. fund your five to nine. So that's just a little, <laughs> little, little down right there. But I'm saying, hey, real quick, though, this motherfucker is spitting, dog. And uh, I'm, don't worry, guys, I'm not going to quit. So I got insurance. Yeah, yeah me too. Fun. Don't worry about yeah. it. But I'm saying, if you don't go take a chance on your passion yes. and what you want to do for a living that you love, I've never worked a day in my life since I left that Comcast job. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So they saw your star quality, they saw the talent, they saw the mm -hmm. power. When did you see it? I still don't see it. I ain't going to lie. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being my. That's why we've been talking it. for the last 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I have to say, this is crazy because when I was trying to do my research on you, yeah. I looked for interviews yeah. with you, articles. Yeah. There's nothing. 
This and, is and your first, a reason. Is this your first time? This is the first in depth. Um, because I you heard it want, here first. Shout out Exclusive. Free Ninety Nine Podcast. Exclusive. But the reason everyone always wants my full story, and I always tell them like that. I said it's not about me. It's about what we're doing. It's about everybody else around me. Let's just get this. You know, everybody eats. Yeah. So why, if I make this about me, and now I feel like I'm selfish. Right. Because I felt like I made this about me. I'm a Leo, which is that's my trait. That's just my my, my aunt, how we do it. Yeah, my ex is a Leo. But <laughs> but I'm saying if I said this and made this about me, why, why would I sit there and want to rah rah myself? You know what I mean? I want to sit there and make sure that we stay consistent and we keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. It's not about me at the end of the day. Yeah. Like Mike said this that everybody eats. He was like, it's not about me. I want to make as long as all my friends and family are eating. Yeah. Everybody eats. We're here. Brandon's the same way. Absolutely. So we can sit there and go in depth about ourselves, but it would just sound like I'm sitting there bigging myself up every five minutes. Here's, oh, I did this, this, and that. Here's like, the thing. We had yeah. Mike Sands yeah, on absolutely. here. We had Brandon on here. Mm-hmm. We went through their origin story. Mm-hmm. We uh, highlighted all of the struggles, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. All of the questions that they had in themselves. And what this does is it basically helps others who suffer the same thing. And that's why we do it. Yeah. The reason I do it is because there's a lot of Polynesian kids out there that are at that fork in the road. Right. They're at that fork in the road like, okay, if I can't make it in football, what else is there for me to do? You, just by doing this, right? Think about that. Everyone's action resonates throughout. Absolutely. Just like the people in New Zealand saving lives. Absolutely. Right now, by doing this podcast, you could have created the next Big Body Cisco. And that's why I do it. I mean, all the time, I always look, because I have kids. And I want my kids to come. Man, and I got grandkids. Shout out to Caitlin. Shout out to Caitlin. Yeah, I'm G Pile right now. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop, pop. See, how the fuck does he make grandpa sound cool, dog? I'm G Pile. Damn, bro. How do I but get in there? The reason I do is because I have kids. I do. I mean, like, I, like I'm not gonna say I'm sitting. I'm the best dad in the world. You know what I mean? But I'm saying, you know, I got. I love my my kids. I got baby mamas. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm that token who I got all these big. But at the end of the day, I take care of my kids. Yeah. At the end of the day, I need my kids to kind of know my dad's doing what he has to do. So I tell my kids all the time, I said, you can do whatever you want, yep. but you still need this nine to five. Like they, I mean, yes. my kids are spoiled. They think they got it easy. Oh, dad made it do nothing. Yeah. Oh, nah, nah. I spoil my kids. And I feel like this generation is spoiled anyway because they're not how we, when we, we was raised. Exactly. They don't have the toughness. No, absolutely that. not. Nah, not they they got the CPS phone number, so fuck them. They um, do also, yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, I got... They can't call I, if we cut off their phone, though. <laughs> how I had that pride in making my mom and dad proud, yeah. I have that pride in making my kids proud. Yeah. Only because I know they have to go through this shit growing up. They got to go through the trials and tribulations. of, And I always say, fuck, they're going to go to the club. There's going to be a dude that they have to get into. When I grew up, I was going to whoop their ass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether I lost or if I won. Yeah, yeah. I was, you know what I mean? So I have a legacy to kind of say, okay, every time I have that situation where I could go left or right, yeah. I think about my kids. Amazing. I That's think about my family. Amazing, because I'm like, I could easily knock this motherfucker out. But if I knock him out, I may not see my kids again. Yeah. So I just kind of keep that in my back mind where now I'm a public figure. Yep. Now I have a brand. Now I have too much mm-hmm. to lose. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if I get getting these altercations with people, I can't sit there and be the old Cisco because mm-hmm. old Cisco would already had this fight, been in jail, threw through a window, whatever. But, but shout this, out to the mob, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you get you get the cousins to do that. Yeah, yeah exactly. You got shooters. Now, now that you have this, you know, popularity. Now that you have this platform. All that's gonna tumble down for a mistake that you made by just talking shit and not doing what you should have done was right. You become right. a bigger target too. Yeah, and and, and you're because now you know I, I still go to functions now where you have the drunk small guy that's like fuck that dude I'm gonna beat him up. I would easily go slap him, put him under the table, and then somebody will find him later. Yeah. Now I gotta ha ha you you wild boy. Yeah. Now, now, yeah. wild boy. now, now you motivation speak to him. You're like hey brother, funny guy. Here. I said normally I would whip your ass, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in hindsight I didn't give him a quick open up, but. <laughs> <laughs> I got to know that there's kids and there's people that 
I mean, I, I don't, I, and I hate to say it like that because I know in our Polynesian culture, yeah. there's a lot of people that's banking on my downfall to say, oh, he's going to slip up. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that's sitting there saying, I'm cheering for this motherfucker because I hear people in prison that hit me and send messages to say, hey, we in the pen and we respect what you're doing for the culture. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it, it means a lot because I'm not a kid that was raised in Samoa. I'm a kid that was raised in the Bay. Definitely. You know what I mean? I'm in the Bay Area where... Little Lucas. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, and now I have to take that on my shoulders and kind of... I, I don't have no problem telling somebody, oh, I don't speak fluent Samoan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because now that, that that's looked at and frowned upon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, would, I figure if I tell them straight away, now nah, I, I ain't got to hide it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like when I go to Samoa, of course, like when I do like interviews, they want me to speak in Samoa. I'm like Selena. I'll be like, nah, you know, I say what's up to everybody. Hey, and I look in the camera. I was raised in California. Yeah. You know, fortunately, I don't speak Samoan fluently. It may be frowned upon with some, but my mom and dad raised us as, as English is our first language. Exactly. Throw that disclaimer in there and you can feel good about anything you fucking talking about. That's the thing, right? I think you've, in terms of talent, in terms of charm, mm-hmm. you've pushed it as far as you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And right now, what is pushing you past these 20 plus yeah. years is uh, vulnerability. Yeah, and, and I think vulnerability is, is huge because if kids watching what I'm doing don't see that I'm vulnerable, yeah. they'll think that it's all my wins that I'm broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Nah. All he does is win? Nah, I lose, motherfucker. There's a lot of times yeah. I lose. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you caught our last episode, but uh, yeah. each one of us shit in each other's pants, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm here to be vulnerable to these kids and say, look, all these wins you see on Instagram, all yeah. these wins you see on TikTok, the same number of wins, there's double that in losses that you don't see. True. Shit, that was a vibe real quick. Yeah. Yo, uh, that. Yeah. Hey, if you put that on your podcast, <laughs> shout us out. Right? Justin, Justin got something. To yeah, what Justin, up? Yeah. Justin wanted to share what you said. So, what you got, Justin? I know there's been, uh, you know, playing times in your life that were significant. And, bro, you're still on the rise. Yeah. But I was always curious. <laughs> yep. Was there that one? Is there one moment that sticks out where you're like, I, myself, my brand has arrived? Like, I am getting there. It goes back to my mom, bro. Wow. We did. We did Island Reggae Festival at Great America. At Great America. Yes, yes. Great America. Shout out Danny. Rest in peace to Danny. Rest Um, in peace. But my mom, for the first time, came to the show. Yeah. And it was her birthday. And it was at Great America. And it was sold out. Eight, nine, ten thousand people. And this was our second or third year. And my mom was like, man, this is what you do for a living. I brought my mom on stage. Wow. And I had... (coughs) 10,000 people sing happy birthday to my mom. Did you cry? No, I, I, I just kind of soaked it in. My mom cried, and my mom was like, hey, don't do that. I almost pissed myself. You know, just, she didn't know, she, didn't, she wasn't used to being that many people. Yeah. yeah. But that moment for me was to kind of show when my mom was like, wow. That was your high school graduation? <laughs> that, exactly. that is your college yeah, graduation. That, that, that was like, because that for me was like, mom, I, I did this. And she said, son, fuck the graduation. Yeah. Mm. That right there made me proud. So she's like my mom now. She's the most proudest lady out there. Oh yeah, you know my sons. She's going. To, he's going to New Zealand. You know she's always. She's the Facebook queen. Yeah. She'll sit there. Oh, go watch his podcast. You know he got Jesse Sapolu from the Fortnite. You know we know Jesse. My mom is my biggest fan. Yes, that's the and best. It's That's crazy the because the flip side to that, my dad growing up, he raises with an iron fist. Yep. Mm. So when the older my dad gets and the older we get. You know, the conversations are a little bit nicer because, yeah. you know, we're so scared of our father because he used to beat our ass. Right. Yeah. I mean, to the point where it was like, okay, CPS, where the fuck you at? Oh, but for real. To the point now where it's like, you know, my, my, my dad sees his grandkids, sees his great grandkids. Mm. And when I go to my dad and my sister goes, oh, hey, dad, Cisco's in New Zealand. My dad will sit there and shed a tear, be like, man, our son's wow. doing it. So then wow. when my sister was like, bro, dad cried when he found out you were in New Zealand, I'm like, damn. So that 
came because my sister showed my dad a billboard I was in in Vegas for the Palms. My sister took a picture of me on the Palms billboard. Classic Salote. Sent it to my dad, and my dad goes, where's that at? She said, Dad, Cisco's on a billboard in Las Vegas. And he said, what? She said, my dad cried. And that moment right there was like, wow, that was like, I made it. Did you cry? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then because... We live for making our parents yeah. proud. Yes. Yeah. Because those times when, when my mom's talking about me, when my dad's sitting out there, he's oh, you know, so my dad just recently I flew him out to Samoa to go be with his family wow. for his birthday. Flew him out. Major. And, and normally flew him back out. in the day, you don't have those funds because you know, just like the Philippines, the trip out there, that's a couple wrecks. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and, you, and they gotta come back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> were you like sponsoring the airlines just <laughs> so they gotta come that's back. top tier right there? And, and it's crazy because I was actually able to kind of tell my dad he was, Oh, I'm supposed to meet my, my brothers and sisters in Samoa to talk about some family. Stuff, but it's cool. I probably won't make it. Yeah, I was like, Fuck that. I'm doing good right now. I said, Dad, I'm gonna buy you a ticket. No, 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 don't do that. So I kind of got with my brother. I said, hey, we gotta send dad to Samoa. You know, and all of our we, we, life is life. Life, life is life. 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 So I was life. like, Nah, I said, You know, bros, don't even trip. I, um, I had a good show, you know, I had a couple shows. I'm gonna send dad to Samoa. So we sent my dad to Samoa, had the time of his life. He ain't been back to Samoa in 20 years. Yeah, went, he visited his dad, his grave, and you know, he was oh, just to kind of be there, you know. My dad, so he <laughs> came crazy. back. I got hired to do a show in Samoa with Common Kings, and my mom was like, oh, are you gonna have a good time out there? And I said, mom, the money I'm gonna get paid from this Common King show, I'm gonna buy your ticket. And she was like, for what? I said, I'm gonna take you to Samoa with me. Wow. And she was like, well, nah. So my mom just got over breast cancer too. Shout she out had to her mom. Mom's had Fuck her breast cut off and everything. Shout out my mama, I'm a mama's boy. And I said, mom, I'm gonna buy you a ticket to Samoa. She's like, nah, it's too much. I said, mom, I'll make the money back. I'm not gonna make this experience yeah, with you Yeah, you can't buy time. So I, she said, you sure? I said, I'm positive. You know, I don't care if I had, one thing about me and one thing about Polynesia, we'll go to our last dime or last penny to make sure that our parents happy. are happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So my mom leaves for Shout Samoa to tomorrow. Ooh! Wow. And, and I'm gonna meet her out there uh, on Monday. And just to kind of be in Samoa with my mom is a full circle moment for me to be like, man, I brought my mom out here. We're on the islands, my brother out there in Samoa. And that, you know, just God forbid anything happens to my mom, I have that memory. Yes. And one thing about, the dope thing about podcasting is when we get back from Samoa, I'm going to have my mom as a guest oh, on my podcast. Oh, yeah. Because yes. you never know. You never know. So, and I'm going to talk to my mom about how, you know, we were raised and everything like that because I, my sister, shout out my sister Salote again. Dude, I love Salote. She man. said, you know who should be? Your, your next guest and I'm thinking you know because I had a lot of dope guests on my, my, my podcast you, uh, I just want to confirm uh, yeah you did <laughs> so oh, yeah, I'm you thinking do. yeah who I'm thinking my sister's gonna say somebody like that I haven't had no reach to she goes you should have mom on the podcast wow and I was mm. like oh shit it just kind of hit me I was like you're right because my mom where I get my talking from is from my mom yeah so she's gonna talk her ass off on there yeah. she's gonna be shy at first yeah but to kind of have that I said content is key right yep. so at the end of the day god forbid anything ever happens to our parents that content will live forever ever is she also like pushing a mixtape or something I actually have a mixtape <laughs> coming out in 2024 but my mom's my biggest fan that's yeah. amazing and man. you know god. just having my sending my dad to Samoa and he's back now and, and going with my mom to Samoa it's like that's come on that, that's like some movie shit yeah. yeah you know what I mean it's like at the end of the day that graduation didn't mean shit to what I'm here with today. Absolutely. It's tenfold. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a. Uh, do you consider yourself like the black sheep of the family? No, nah, not really because I was the oldest. Maybe, so, like, maybe like the gray sheep? I'm, I'm more like the red sheep. Red sheep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're really sticking with that Beelzebub. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, right? It's like, yeah. a, it, it's when you believe in your passion. Yeah. And then now the people who matter the most to you can see it. Yeah. And you said passion. I think a lot of kids this day and age 
have accessibility to their passion. Yes. When we were growing up, it was kind of a tall tale. It was kind of like out of our reach. I feel like it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now with everything being so accessible with social media, if you use social media for the right things in the root in the right way, it can really expand your brand exactly worldwide. If but if authentic, you use it for evil, authentic. Sliding in the DM, DMs, and doing <laughs> shit, 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 yeah. shit. Yeah. You know I don't get, I don't get DMs like that. People try to tell me fake sneakers and shit. It's kind of weird. Uh, our DMs are different, obviously. But, but we talk about it. Life is life. Mm-hmm. Life is life. Absolutely. This world is going through a crazy time right now. Fucking wild, dog. And it's crazy because everyone's talking. Well, what's your thoughts on everything that's going on? I said, look, bless everything that's going on in the world. All I really worry about is my immediate family, yeah. my kids, and what I can control. Yes, exactly. I can't sit there and know who the next predator is going to be. I can't sit there and know what war is going to. Well, I can't stop none of that. You can't stop uh, trains. Exactly. Them. I mean, and, and shout out everything that's going on with, and with all my Palestinian brothers because I do I have love a voice. everyone. Love yeah. because love. you know I grew with a lot of Free Palestinians Palestine. and yeah. you know and I got, and I got a lot of Jewish friends. So you know I'm in the middle of that, but I'm not going to change anything. All I can worry about is what I can control. Yeah. And what I can control is taking care of my kids, taking care of my immediate family. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day. Filipinos, blacks, uh, Latins, Samoans, Polys, Tongans, we can take care of our family. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know what's right from right and what's Child wrong. Shout out to whites, too. Yeah. I mean, Shout out to whites, too. So you, yeah, my best friend's white, right? Shout out to decision makers out there, too. Friend, my best friend's white. Uh, I love this. I love staring deep into yeah. your eyes and shit. Uh, Go, uh, I'm sorry, Jan. Do you have any last words? We have to end it. Yes, as we're ending, because we need a part two. Come on, Jan. We need a part two. Jan's my brother. Maybe we hey. do a part two uh, at uh, Secret Pizza. Yeah, come on. <laughs> There's a lot of history right now, Jan. Please. What's up, Jan? Uh, I just want to say thank you for not um, killing Romel. Uh, that that whole thing was was my idea. <laughs> you know, I got more kids than you, Jan. Fuck. Yeah, I'm just saying. And uh, also, not flipping the table because our, our mics are expensive. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. We had a residential. If it was in commercial, it might have been different. <laughs> Um, I just feel like I'm I'm lucky to uh, be a witness to uh, all that you've uh, accomplished. Yeah. yeah, I remember coming into the office with uh, Mike and Brandon. Yeah. And you were there, and one of the first things that they told me was like, "Cisco is here because he quit his job." Yeah, wow. and that always like struck a chord with me, and I was like, oh, "You could do that kind of thing. You yeah. could make that decision." And um, like w- like witnessing like all that you've done like throughout the years that we had uh, an office together, and I remember uh, you were like worried about your blue check. Yeah. And I knew you before that. I was like, <laughs> "Your blue check on Instagram, blue check yeah. on Instagram." It was a big deal. Yeah, it, it was like something that you worked uh, very hard for. Yeah. And, and I remember you were, you were talking to me about that. Um, and also, I, I saw you like spend like nights alone. And when I'd leave the office, yeah. it'd be like, "Oh, Cisco's about to do a show." Like, yeah, I gotta go. So, but then I'd I I'd, I would always like wonder and like and 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 see you like kind of like. Um, honing in like your your skill and making yeah. it better and sometimes like i would um kind of like sneak in and, and like help you yeah like when, what you're doing like yeah. kind of like put the backdrop up and i, I remember brandon bo- uh, brought you like like that uh that robot yeah that, that could like that <laughs> yo could, you like, got a robot time? <laughs> yeah it was it nice. was like it was, it was like the pre like um like a like like a preview to like your your podcast yeah and i oh I, I, and here's the thing like um, it's surreal like having you here because I always told you like when you do get that podcast like I wanted to be your Jamie yeah and I was like um, you know kind of disappointed that, that we had to uh, kind of like leave that office yeah so then when I saw you like 
break out with your podcast, I was super excited. Yeah, and oh yeah. I was like, yeah. I, I was like, man, I love this. You know? Yeah, took a chance. Yeah, and I think that also like affected me in wanting to be um, be a part of this podcast because yeah. that kind of opened up, you know, that, like a door or like a like an idea, like in me. So I just wanted to say. We're blessed to have you here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank honestly, you. Yeah. thank you. That's also thank the most Jan has ever spoken in a yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. shout For out real. Jan. Shout out, shout out Jan. God, Jan seen me in the office. I was by myself, and there was nights where he was picking up lights and doing stuff for Brandon, and I was in that office alone game planning for the future okay yeah and i said okay what can i do that's going to separate me from the from the from everybody else mm -hmm. right and people know that i moved to vegas yeah and i kept i'm telling people i was complacent in where i was at when i was in the bay area i was complacent yeah i kind of did everything there is to do too comfortable i kind of had the popularity it's too easy with everybody in mm -hmm. vegas maybe with everybody in the bay area okay yeah i said if i don't change my scenery and if i don't change my comfort zone I'm gonna stay stagnant and do the same shit over and over again. Yeah. So during the Twitch days, yeah. there was an opportunity where I was living with my brother in his garage, and Franny and my brother KT out there in Vegas was like, dude, move to Vegas. You gotta move to Vegas. Of course I'm scared, right? Yeah. I got my kids here, I got my family here. But if I didn't make that move, I would still be complacent and be in the same spot that Jan had seen me in when he left the office. Right. So you have to leave the home front and get out of your comfort zone to kind of excel in what your passion is. Because if you're gonna stay home, you have all the yes men. I'm not, I'm not saying yes men to you guys, but at home you always have the guys that are gonna be your fans. Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. Oh yeah, that was tight, that was tight. Yeah. If you go outside your comfort zone, and that was cool. Then you're like, okay, wait, what do I gotta do to make it cooler? Yeah. You know what I mean? So when I was in the Bay Area, of course everybody's gonna be my yes man. Of course. Right. Family, friends, mm -hmm. oh you doing it, you doing it. I'm, I'm like, am I really doing it? I'm not really doing it. You know what I mean? So when I had moved to Vegas, I said I'm out of my comfort zone. I went to Vegas alone. I moved out there by myself. Yep. Wow. And all mid -pandemic. my family. Mid-pandemic. Mid-pandemic. Yes. Right when the pandemic was about to start to be over. I mean, I, when I went out there, the strip was totally closed. It was like a ghost town. Like, yeah. I am robot. That's how, how closed it was. Yeah. But when I went out there, it made me step my game up. Yeah. Because when I went there and seen Franny, I'm like, Franny's already established in Vegas. Yep. How do I make my mark? So I actually left the Bay Area to kind of say, hey, I'm gonna leave this this island stuff. Franny, what's up? Let's do hip hop and R&B because that's where I come from. Right. Franny was like, dude, you're the biggest part of this island community that you're doing right now, and it's the biggest thing here in Vegas. Wow. Stay in that lane you're in because you're already up there. Yeah. And keep doing what you're doing. I said, all right. So we did one show, sold out in 15 minutes. Jeez. Ninth Island is Las Vegas. Vegas is my home now. I'll always be a Bay Area kid, but leave the forefront, leave the home, leave your comfortability, leave the complacency, mm. yeah. and then see if you can be successful. Right. If you can't do that, and I'm not telling you guys to pick up and leave tomorrow, Yeah. Mm -hmm. but I'm saying the Bay Area is always going to be here. It will. Oh, Cisco's always, you know, no. I love the Bay Area, and I'm always going to be a Bay Area kid. Mm -hmm. But when I come back to San Francisco and I see the homelessness, I see all the bullshit that's going on, I can't wait to go back to Vegas. Yeah. Because I know that I got to be, I, I'm always going. I got I to gotta be on a billboard. My first goal was like to be on a billboard while I'm in Vegas within the next couple years. Yeah. I was on the Palms billboard. <laughs> and now they're kind of just kind of, okay, now I'm going to do this show with Sammy J at the Sahara. Now I'm going to do all these different wow. shows. Holo Holo Festival that's going to mm -hmm. be out on there. So you always got to challenge yourself at the end of the day. If you don't challenge yourself, you're going to be okay with the yeses. Mm -hmm. You're going to be okay with the, oh, you're doing it. No, I'm not. I'm going to do it when I sit there and don't have to work and I'm making money in my sleep. Yeah. So with that said, I say follow your passions. Keep doing what you brothers are doing, Free 99 Podcast, because you never know who's watching. Yes. <laughs> it could be somebody that's behind that other side and be like, you know what? Let's put some money into this Free 99 Podcast. Yeah. Shout out to Dos Caras Tequila because they took a chance on me. Exactly. Yeah. 
and thank y'all brothers for letting me be able to tell my story. Justin. Justin, give us the last words. Yeah, Justin. Bro, that shit was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we have him here, He was just cooking the whole time. Yeah, and I'm like, you can't I knew just let him go, bro. But, man, seeing that growth, like 20 yeah. plus years, bro, and still fucking climbing. Man, you as old as you feel, right? And fucking, yeah. like, I'm, I don't listen to a lot of new heads, like, as yeah. far as hip-hop. But one dude I've been following is like D Boy. Yeah. And then when I saw his post in New Zealand with you, and Shout I was out like, D-Boy. Oh, that's, that's my shit. nephew right there. Dude, that's man. fucking dope, bro. Yeah, man. Like, I rock with it. But yeah, man, much props. Thanks for coming. Man, thank and, uh, y'all, man. Shout thank out you for having Wolfpack, too. Man. Yeah. yeah, man. Shout out D Boy. Shout out all, all the artists out there trying to make their lane. It's, a, it's our time. Yeah. We have all the accessibility in the world. Mm-hmm. Social media, podcasts, anything you guys want. We didn't have that accessibility back in the day. Hell, Hell no. no. Every podcast that wants you to be a guest, go be a guest. Mm. Tell your story. Tell, sp- speak spread about those, your brand. Spread those roots. Spread those wings. You know what I mean? Because you ain't going to fly until you go up there and make sure that you want to be flying with the, with the stars. <laughs> Ramel, what you got? Uh, man, take care of your tribe. Mm-hmm. Identify your tribe. You know? Always be positive it's the positive energy that pushes everything forward yeah we're not over here dick writing what we are doing is we are building a community Absolutely. of creators mm. and we are sharing the the growth mm-hmm. and if you can't see that you're not a part of this yeah and that's that's un, that's unfortunate like i said authenticity is what will push you to the forefront man it's what creates success because one thing about everybody's vision, you're going to see the bullshit. Everybody can see shit, but you can see bullshit. We can see it, for oh. sure. And what you see in, all, in all the authenticity you talk, talk about is like, they're going to know, okay, he's speaking some real shit. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see these podcasts, they this could rah, rah, this rah, that's like, you can instantly say, that motherfucker ain't, ain't living what he's talking about. Yeah. So at the end of the day, that's what it is. That's um, right. Like, Come on, Gus. Seeing. Breathe. I, I've been. Uh, I've been a fan longer than I've known you, my brother. You know what I mean? And. Uh, watching, watching you move, and being on the right side of the table has always been a blessing. Uh, with Cisco, and it's always been with open arms. Uh, core memory I have was um, uh, going to Minna for Halloween. I think it was Randall's birthday. I Man. think I, I think it was shout out to Randall. Shout out to Randall. Shout out to Minna. Yeah, Randall hates Minna. me by the way. Yeah, <laughs> he loves you. Yeah, he loves you. Schroeder, Schroeder, is that what? <laughs> That's probably, that's probably why he's been lifting and shit. Yeah. Randall's like, Cisco fucked up my life. I'm like, God damn. Core memory. <laughs> You're Halloween. I had the illest costume at... I had the illest <laughs> costume at, at 111 and I was Rick Ross. I had... I had a, uh, I had a beard. I had a fucking wow. gold gold uh, Jabberwocky mask that looked like Rick Ross. So I had a big chain. I was getting all the attention. <laughs> um, new uh, mi- midnight twelve thirty hits. Cisco walks in, uh, all in red, head to toe in red. Was he riding a horse? He- no. <laughs> My accessory was uh, this fake chain. <laughs> His accessory was two fly females. He walked in with a 20-piece. I mean, two tens. He walked in with a 20-piece, and everyone stopped. You could almost feel the room shift energy and then just turn towards him. And I was like, who the fuck are you, Shook Knight? And he yeah, was, was like, i Big Red. And like, it, it was, it's just a core memory of mine because Big Red, big, you, couldn't, you couldn't help but to... But to love him, like you, you come in with the energy and just watching you pave your way, watching you do you, betting on yourself. Yeah, man. You, you have been like 
you're a peer, but you're still a, very much an inspiration to absolutely to, to to what we do. And having you on has been something I've been bugging you for a long time, <laughs> for a long time. Yeah. And just catching the right moment, and just so thankful for you. You're you're out here to see family, and you're spending it with us, and it just means so much to me as Man. a brother that you know. During COVID, I would check on you weekly. Yeah, because, cause, absolutely. Because text you, messages came in. You, you got it. And yeah. I was like, fuck. Like, you know, when no one knew what COVID was, he got it early. And I, yeah. I would worry about this dude. I was like, hey, you good? You good? He goes, yeah, I'm fine. I'm feeling all right. It's kind of shitty. But just <laughs> how genuine you are yeah. and how, how you live your truth. And, you know, you're doing a lot for a lot of people. When when Justin asked you if. If you you reach an aha moment and you said you haven't got there yet, that's why. Yeah, everyone, that's why because he keeps pushing himself forward. And you know, we, I, I love what you do. I love you as I love you as a person. Thank you, my I, I love what you do for the community. And yeah, for me, and then it it just means so much because I seen like as Jan did early Cisco. Yeah, putting in work like free work, and. I'm so appreciative for you. You My know brother. what I mean. You, you know, you know what it is already, yep. and I'm, I'm just so thankful that this industry is very gray, man. Very, and it we know this. Alive. We yep. know this early. Like it's very gray. So there's very few people who will keep it a hundred with you man. all the time. And I have no doubts that this gentleman here will always keep it a hundred with me and everyone out there because he will not tell you what you want to hear. He'll tell you what you need to hear. Yeah. Yes. Shout out to the morning message. Come on. Love you guys. Episode you, 197. Episode 197. Man. All right, Cisco, please share with us what and any last words for the for the people. Man, there's nothing like wasted talent. And if you have wasted talent, you're wasting your time. And I always say there's a lot of people behind this camera that's watching this and saying, oh, should I take a chance? Take that chance. It's the shots that you don't take that you regret later on in life. And the reason I say that yeah. is to say this is if you don't follow your passion, if you don't follow your dreams, mm. somebody else is going to do it. Or somebody going to pay you to follow theirs. <laughs> so with that said, Free 99 Podcast, your boy Big Body Cisco, keep following your dreams. Peace. Episode 197. Yeah. Free Big Body Cisco, <laughs> baby, in the building. Big Body What's up? <laughs> oh, yeah. My brother. Oh, my <laughs> Thank you. Bro, my guy. <laughs> my guy. Jay.